Hey, everybody, it's we're back. I'm your host, Felipe Melicio. This is the Total Basis Podcast. With me, as always, is Sean Flannery. But before I get to you, Sean, I'd like to introduce our next guest. It's been guestomania all month long, all you know, all winter long, really. And Andrew O'Sullivan, you've heard him mentioned before on this show. Now we have him here live and in person. Andrew, a Mets fan. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, now, now, Felipe, you have to introduce him how you normally oh, introduce him when we're talking about <laughs> well, he, him in you know the third he person. He threw me off or before the show started. He told me he's not Irish, so now I feel I feel I feel cheated here. He's but. O'Sullivan. He works in an Irish bar and he plays the bagpipes. Come and on, he makes a, and he makes a big uh, stink about St. Patrick's Day. I'm not that. <laughs> I'm not that <laughs> Irish. Full blood Irish. <laughs> All right. Well, it's my favorite. It's everybody's favorite, not just mine, but everybody's favorite Irish Mets fan. There we Andrew go, O'Sullivan. Uh, Andrew is part of our uh, baseball life, fantasy baseball league over at Fantrex. And uh, he's uh, also, you're also, it's like any fantasy league I do, Andrew's in it. So we, he's also in the basketball league, the life group fantasy basketball league as well over at CBS Sports. How have you done in uh, basketball, Andrew? Not oh. good. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Basically all. like Irish people's success in basketball, which is virtually nothing. So unless yeah. the Celtics, not the Celtics. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, that's that's a stereotype. Name me one good Irish basketball player aside from that kid from the Disney original movie. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, because you're too old. Shaquille you're, O'Neal. You, you just don't get that Shaquille, one. He's just <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my god, uh, Sean, you got to let me in on the share screen uh, gimmick there. Oh, oh god, I for, see. Like but I said, the, I'm not the prepared one. But the reason we we have Andrew here is because we will be talking about the rest of the fantasy baseball league. Uh, we were doing. 27 rounds. I think we had Mario on Sunday. We got to 13, 12 rounds, something along that line. So we're going to do the second half. Uh, so let's get going. I just wanted to point out that this is a spreadsheet that I created right before the show. And I look at all these pretty colors. These are, hope everybody appreciates. I did a little bit of team colors. Henry is using his own mug, his own uh, cartoon form for his logo. So I decided to just give him a, a Puerto Rican flag. See? He's the <laughs> oh, only I like the fade and everything. Yeah, that he's the only one who has that. Yeah, and also because it reminds me of his haircut, the fade. Oh. So can we so just we talk about all the people that we talked about in part one that are now injured? Like you're Zach Gallon, like George Springer, like Kirby Yates, who Mario was raving about on Sunday. I, it's uh, this is not looking pretty for a lot of these uh well, first 12 round picks you mentioned yourself it was it's mostly pitchers so that's, I, <laughs> I try warning you guys but like why would you get kevin hey, i didn't pick is a starting pitcher until the fifth round Wait, you can't on, blame well, me sixto sanchez is my sp1 i'm blaming everybody else Ooh, why would you get kevin gossman and joe musgrove oh they're trash, they're trash. hey At least it's they're only healthy. a second until kevin gossman messes up his arm no, i don't think not from not not the big ass ballpark no way man he's he'll be fine all right, where do we leave off? We leave we left off 12. at 12. So beginning of 13. 13. Well, actually, we got through 12. So be- yeah, I just said that. <laughs> yeah, you just said that. All right, let's get going. I know the people are anxiously waiting. Um, I tagged everybody else on the in the league to uh, chime in with their thoughts and defend themselves as we roast them all night long. So let's get started. Justin Turner going to, to Whelan's team uh, with the first pick in the 13th round, followed by TJ Anton. TJ Anton is somebody you've been uh, mentioning before. Oh, that mentioned. one hurt me to my core. Uh, he was just one of several guys that go in these later rounds that I have been bragging about on the podcast for so long. And I guess the league mates just got wise to it. They weren't going to let me draft them no matter what. Uh, three of them in this round alone, Anton, uh, Stalmont, and Canna, three guys I love, one of which, Andrew, our guest here, picked himself so i just need to like 
leave the podcast because everyone's taking my players. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was gonna say. You know what that means? It's like people are listening to the podcast, so that's a good thing, right? <laughs> we're here good to help thing. you. In we're air quotes, Doctor Evil. Win your league is what we're trying to do here for everybody else, even if it's at a, at our expense. Anthony Santander going to Mike Harvey out of Eastern Washington. Taiwan Walker to Jacob Moses. Greg Holland going to James. Miguel Sano to Mario. Josh Stalman to Leon, who's uh, with us. He's on uh, the uh, Friday night now. Friday night podcast over at the Step Back Ballist Life group. We do have a basketball group here. You guys go join it. And uh, you mentioned Mark Hanna. Uh, let's talk about Mark Hanna since we have a guest here. He is Big Dinger Energy. Mark Hanna, why, Andrew? Why? Well, uh, he's just, he gets on base. That's, that's the A's thing. That's what he does. And he's, there's rumors he's going to be hitting leadoff this year. That's, mm-hmm. I, was surprised he was still on the board that late, honestly. We, we just need to insert the Brad Pitt pointing to Jonah Hill because he yeah. gets on base. <laughs> In this league, we like walks and we like on base percentage, and that yeah. factors into our scoring. So great pick, Andrew. Yeah, that's a good pick this uh, middle of the draft here, uh, followed by Reese Hoskins, who's been known to uh, also get on base and take walks. Ramon Laureano. Oh, he goes to my team. Yeah, You got him I, again? I <laughs> Do you have just like a hundred percent shares of Ramon Laureano in every single one of your leagues? No, I don't. I, I only have two leagues, and I guess I guess you're right. It, yeah, you have hundred percent shares. Yeah, so you're right about that. I, I I didn't. I forgot I had Ramon Laureano in the other league. I I don't remember. Um, but the, anyway, the reason I picked Laureano uh, is because uh, center field was running out. I was running out of center fielders to grab because I'm just realizing I picked Reese Hoskins. Oh God! Oh, I am so Ugh. sorry. That's right. Picking today. No, you, we can skip past that. That's a right. that's a non memorable moment of the draft. David Peralta goes to Jet Dry. Jake Cronenworth uh, going to Aaron Zook, 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 Zook of Earl. So um, we talked about uh, Jake Cronenworth in the previous podcast yesterday, actually doing the Mardi Gras uh, recap. And we both agree that the playing time is just so iffy, despite the fact that we like him as a player. But who he didn't talk about was Eduardo Rodriguez. And I think he was even drafted and we just skipped right over him. Yeah, he was. But if uh, he's healthy, I mean, yeah. if he's healthy, he's looked really good in spring training. He had the the heart issue, you know, even before yeah. COVID, and then he got COVID. He could be their SP one. He could be, like I, I said yesterday, Lance Lynn and Dallas Keuchel could be guys that uh, Chicago relies on to eat a lot of innings. Rodriguez could be the same way, uh, and if he is, then that's awesome. Especially if you pick him, you know, this late in the back half of the draft, don't right in the middle of half of the draft. Yeah, and I believe that it was um, Nate Yovaldi who's supposed to be the uh, ace of that team. He's of also he's a he went undrafted, and I'm not sure if anyone's watched him in spring training, but he has looked absolutely nasty. Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, uh, Henry is trying to put some shade on Erod's name. If if Edward if Eduardo Rodriguez was on the Yankees, you guys would be hyping him up even more than you did Domingo Herman. So, oh boy. <laughs> All right, let's get by. I don't want no Mets versus Yankee war. I'm sorry, Andrew, you had something to say there, Andrew? Uh, well, it was just a lot of the starting pitchers I found in this draft, you could, they, a lot of them went really early, but there were still really solid options down the line. And I think like Erod going pick one round 14, that's, yeah, you can't beat that really. Yeah, I, I think that's something Mario mentioned on Sunday as well. Was everyone had it sorted by score. And, you know, Felipe, I guess, said it as well. We'll give him some credit. 
but we like to give our guests the credit. That way they'll come back and join us and we don't scare them away. But everyone had it sorted by projected 2021 score. And whenever you do that, it's going to be so heavily weighted towards SP that, I mean, that that's what allowed a lot of these hitters to fall, you know, Chris Bryant, judge, uh, I'm trying to think of another name that we just saw, but all of those guys. So even to find Eduardo Rodriguez this far down after yep. all those SPs went is pretty uh, impressive. Uh, Henry's saying that Eduardo Rodriguez is worse than Domingo Herman. <laughs> um, no, he's saying he's better. Oh, I said worse. Uh, so, okay. So let me rephrase that. Eduardo, Rodri- I'm sorry. Domingo Herman is better than Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, currently I have Eduardo Rodriguez as my number 60 best starting pitcher. Domingo Herman is number 112. So it's a Oof. double the pitcher that uh, Herman is. I do like his name, though. He's my favorite baseball name. Uh, it's uh, Sunday German. Domingo <laughs> Herman. Sunday German. Te Oscar Hernandez. Uh, you know what Te Oscar means, right, uh, Sean? Yes. Uh, it's I have Oscar, no clue. It's, it's Oscar T. Oh, Oscar T. That's nice. Uh, te, te is T in Spanish, and Oscar is just Oscar, right? Oscar T. Hernandez uh, going to Jets team. Um, yeah, this guy went late. Uh, we're, uh, I'm trying to find out if he went before Guriel Jr. Because those were the two that I wanted to talk about in terms of hitters that fell way too far. And yeah, I want to get Andrew's round. opinion on this. Oh, oops, that's Yuli Guriel. Lourdes uh, went in the 16th round. Yeah, I actually oh. took Lourdes. How does and, uh, Yuri, Yuli Guriel go before Lourdes? Uh, known name, known commodity. Oh, my God. Yeah, but sorting, Andrew, what, what did you think about these guys? I was sorting by ADP, and then I had some rankings pulled up also, like you guys were talking about on the last podcast. But the uh, the ADP, you could see Lourdes was sitting there for so long. <laughs> he was inside the point, top 200. Like, yeah, you just had to take him. I was surprised Teoscar went before him because, like, last season he, he did well, but I – he just seems like a fluky kind of hitter, and he's going to be fighting for playing time in the Blue Jays lineup. Yeah, Blue Jays are deep this year. I feel like, if anything, Teoscar is more of a stolen base threat than Guriel, which could lead people to pick him over Guriel. Hmm. And although the batted ball data looks really good, it's when he makes contact, and that hit tool to me is still a little iffy. Meanwhile, with Guriel Jr., I think it's bona fide a good hit tool. Well, currently, uh, Teoscar is batting fourth for the Blue Jays. Uh, right in the middle of it, I don't see any indication that he'll be platooning. And uh, he's expected to project it, according to Fangraph's depth charts, to steal 11 bases. So, uh, But yeah, this is a strikeout league, so I think a lot of it that has to do with it. And also a batting average league. So, But that doesn't stop us from doing it, uh, you know, picking all these high strikeout guys in this league, so whatever. <laughs> Max Kepler. I went with Max Kepler. It took another right fielder because I'm running. I need, an outf- I need an outfielder. It's a safe pick. <laughs> as safe as you can get in this round. Uh, and then, of course, um, Freddy Peralta. Who uh, ha- my- Have you seen him in spring training? I know it's spring training. No, and no, as no, Andrew will remind no. me, it's, it's just practice. It's just practice. <laughs> but eight and a third innings, only eight hits allowed in three walks. 15 strikeouts. That's a K per nine over 16. He's insane. And Milwaukee, they don't have the starting pitching options. He needs to be a starter. And if he has that relief pitcher eligibility out of the gate and I can use him as a starter, oh, sign me up. Sign me up. Well, uh, he uh, flourished last year as a reliever, so I think you're fine either way there, Sean. Yeah, either way, you know, I made a good pick. So thank thank you, Felipe. I'll pat myself on the back. Yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, friend Mil Reyes, my namesake, my team's namesake, going to uh, Andrew here. Why did you uh, take my favorite player off my hands there? <laughs> I just like uh, now that Cleveland, you know, Lindor's gone, they don't really have anyone to hit in the middle of the order behind Ramirez. So mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to pick up a lot of those RBIs. Going to like it, the, the hit tools there. We all know that, but. It's just whether he can put it together, stay healthy, and get those at bats. Really, yeah. It's always a that's always a concern is those strikeouts. But man, when he makes contact, look out! And uh, it, it's weird with him is that he's had a higher strikeout rate in the majors than really he ever did in the minors. But yeah. the swinging strike rate isn't all that terrible. So it's it's a weird thing that he could really improve in terms of strikeouts. But it last year he only had a four fifty slugging, which. If I had to take the over under going into next year, that's an easy over. Cause like, have you seen him? He's huge. Six five two seventy five. He might as well play a uh, uh, defensive line. I think maybe the, the Jets Browns can use him for the, the Jets. Jets. We got we got a Jets fan in here, so he's in Cleveland. Yeah. Man, nobody <laughs> wants to play for the Jets. Oh, okay. Well, apparently the Salah, the Salah guy is uh, is it Salah or Salah? Robert Salah. Salah. I thought it was Salah. Like Mohammed Salah. Andrew's Andrew, also- Andrew, you're the fan. It's Salah. Oh, boo. I'm, I'm not really too sure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> At least he's honest. Yeah, we'll yeah. give him that. I was going to mention that Andrew, I believe, is also a Liverpool fan. So, uh, yep. Mohamed Salah. Uh, Chad Green going to Leon's team. That's a really good pick. I like that pick a lot. Uh, Especially in a holds league like holds ours. League, yeah. That's, that's a good pick. Uh, and then another Yankee going, Davey Garcia going to Mario Mergola's team. Uh, that's somebody I've been keeping an eye on for a Never while. Never too and, early. Mario Mergola picking a young starting pitcher. Makes sense. Yeah. Then another young pitcher going, Dustin May. Uh, so back-to-back young starting pitchers, or at least projected starting pitchers. I, I, is he starting? Who, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if he's starting. <laughs> Neither is Davey Garcia. That's why I said potential starting pitchers. I guess. That's I guess. how you do it. Uh, more, okay. Uh, Pete Fairbanks going good. to He's good. Jacob's team. Yeah. He's a good pitcher. Good relief pitcher there. Austin Nola to Mike Harvey. So I'm pretty sure he's heartbroken that he didn't get a chance to pick Yadier Molina maybe, or they, does he have Yadier Molina? You know, he picked him later in the draft. I know he had, so he did. Right. I, I I'll look, you keep going. Okay. Uh, Will Smith, not the catcher, not the rapper, but the left-handed relief pitcher for the Atlanta Braves going to Henry. Henry believing in the Will Smith hype train that he will one day be the ultimate closer for Atlanta. And then Buster Posey going to, uh, what's his face? Matt Whelan and going back-to-back picks. Uh, Buster Posey, Luis Arias, a couple of uh, high-contact guys, so to speak there. Um, anything? Well, let me go back to the 14. He, also, he did not get Yadier Molina's sad face. Okay. <laughs> Any, uh, I mean, we, we are seeing two catchers and uh, maybe, oh, actually a run on catchers coming up soon. But before we move on to the 15th round, anything that's kind of st- stands out for, uh, let's start with Andrew. Anything that stands out for you in, that, uh, in those highlighted areas here? Uh, well, I think you're seeing a lot of those guys that have kind of been sitting around for a while. Uh, people are starting to take those off the board. Uh, a lot less uh, reaching, a lot more looking for value here. But that's just that was my approach anyway. Okay. Uh, and then Sean, uh, did you want to talk about any of these players that are that is highlighted in that area? I, I keep wanting to pick Will Smith. I don't want to pick him in the top 200. Or I mean, granted, with three rounds of keepers, he'd be 
right around 200, but I want him after 250, if anything. Uh, I love Arias. Posey, I want to believe in, but I I don't know. I think he might be done. Posey? I don't know. I think he might be done. I think oh. he's David Wright all over again, except he actually gets into the Hall of Fame. Well, you know what it is, Sean? Um, he's well-rested. He didn't play last year. So. Oh, well-rested. Gotcha. Yeah. Yo, when assessment is, is re- yeah, assessment is is real well-rested. That yeah. He should have a great year, right? Yeah, but nobody likes him, though. So, <laughs> But people like Buster Posey, I think. Uh, the jawline. <laughs> another second baseman going to uh, uh, in this round as well. Henry, Tommy LaStella. What do you think about that pick uh, there, Sean? LaStella had like one of the weirdest years you've ever seen, especially in today's day and age. Uh, he had a walk rate of almost 12% and a strikeout rate barely over five. And I was looking at an interview of Farhan Zaidi, the Giants GM, who went out and signed LaStella. And he said that he just sat there and he looked at his 2020 numbers and was just like dumbfounded. Like, how, hmm. how is this happening in today's day and age? I mean, yeah. he still he wasn't as good as he was in 2019. Uh, in terms of WRC plus, he was slightly better, but overall OPS was about the same. He could be really good. He just needs to stay on the field. Uh, he could find himself in a platoon with someone like Wilmer Flores. They got a lot of moving pieces on that Giants team. Uh, Mauricio Dubon. Yeah. I, one of them has to take the job and run with it. And if, say, Wilmer Flores does, and LaSella could be doing great, but if Flores is raking, then it's harder for him to get at bats. Oh, man. Well, LaStella has shown to uh, be productive at one point in his life, and he was uh, top five prospect, I believe, if not top ten for the Atlanta Braves at one point of his life. But, yeah, it's like put up or shut up time now. He goes to another big ballpark in San Francisco. He must have liked the Bay Area so much that he's just stayed there. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Hicks going to uh, our Cardinals, our resident Cardinals fan, uh, Mike Harvey out in eastern Washington. Um, I know you like him a lot, right, Sean? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned him yesterday. Yes. If he is the closer, then it's a great pick. But with all the other options that they have at their disposal right now, we're not sure he's the closer, especially since he hasn't pitched in uh, almost two-plus years. And, uh, Henry pointed out that Tommy Lestilla has eligibility everywhere, especially we talked about that as well, Sean. I think he's first, second, and third. And oh Evan Longoria is injured right now, so okay. uh, Lestella could find a home at third base if Longoria can't get on the field. So before we move on, I want to ask Andrew this. Uh, we, we talk about all the time here on the podcast that eligibility this year was very frustrating because especially in our league where it's like very limited, it's not Yahoo, unfortunately. But did you how, uh, how what do you think about the uh, lack of eligibility or did you notice that or did, was it a problem for you, Andrew, when drafting? Uh, definitely turned into a problem towards the end there. But yeah. what I started doing was picking guys based on where they probably will be eligible, like mm-hmm. midway through the season. So, like, later on in the draft, uh, I pick a couple string of left fielders, actually, but, like, Lourdes Guriel, we were talking about him before. We don't know for sure if he's going to be playing left field every day or if some injuries happen, he could move to the middle infield. That's someone who can move around the diamond. So I was trying to target guys like that, guys who might have center field eligibility, but they could still slide into the other corner spots, things like that. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's going to be key is uh, trying to anticipate where these uh, multiple, multiple eligibility guys will be coming from. So that's a really good point there. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, we talked about his brother. Apparently, Sean doesn't like the older brother. Yuli. I like Yuli. I just don't understand him over Lourdes. But, well, you, you know, funny way of showing it there, Sean. Is what it is. Uh, Mitch Garber. Do you believe in Mitch Garber after love? I Sean? really <laughs> I I don't know what to think of Mitch Garber. Is he just like a, a one and done? I he very well could be. Yeah, I, I think he's one and done. But people love him. They 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 fell in love with that one season, that one year, and and uh, people are all over him. Um, Aaron Savali going to Mario Margola. He uh, wanted to make sure he got a Cleveland pitcher. There's Yadier Molina going to Leon Tompkins' team. Sam Huff. Why? Why Andrew? Why? Why Sam Huff? What do you see in him? Uh, well, I have Sam Huff in actually another dynasty league. And mm-hmm. I've been kind of monitoring him for a while. I know he he's hurt right now, I think, but he's probably going to stick with that Texas starting job for majority of the season. So I think he's going to give me at bats. He does strike out a lot, which like <laughs> it could hurt me, but uh-huh. he puts up power numbers. So if that evens out with my team, the way it's constructed, I'm not trying to win on strikeouts anyway. Mm-hmm. So We'll see how it turns out. Little bit of a background. I, I basically gifted Sam Huff to Andrew in this 30-team dynasty. I had too many <laughs> catchers. All Sam Huff has to do now is beat out Jose Trevino and Jonah Heim. That can't be that hard, right? I mean, seriously. It, it, he's the only Gary Sanchez clone that I'll actually buy into. I mean, the exit velos are off the chart. Uh, he's going to strike out, but I actually think he's a better batting average uh, play that, than Sanchez himself. So I, I actually love that pick. The only issue is going to be the playing times. Well, he can't uh, beat out anybody if he's going to be on the, the on the uh, injured list. So we'll see. Looking at you, George Springer. <laughs> if he can come back healthy. Uh, Jamison Tyone. So uh, you, Mr. Flannery, picking a Yankees player. Uh, what do you like about Jamison Tyone coming up in the season? Well, obviously, I had some starting pitching issues from the beginning of the draft, seeing as I didn't pick one until, what, the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyone is always a guy I've liked. Going into New York, he's really seemed to, uh, even before this, in his last few games before he got hurt, he started really throwing the breaking balls more and breaking away from that Pittsburgh, oh, throw two seamers, pitch to contact. I never thought that was something what Tyone was. He had two really good breaking balls, but he only threw one of them for whatever reason. He's always had really good control, solid ground ball rates. Uh, Going to the AL East might be rough but he should pick up some wins with his control. He should get, you know, good ratios plus the wins. Plus I think he has some untapped strikeout potential. He's yeah. never had a strikeout per or a strikeout per inning before in his career. And I think we're going to see that this year. I could see a nine and a half bordering closer to 10 with maybe 10 to 12 wins. I, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. All right, moving on to Dalton Varsha, who we talked at nauseum last night, and seems like every every night. You mean John Jaso, right? <laughs> Would you stop? No. Uh, here's the latest news uh, as of March 22nd, which uh, we're on March 23rd. So as of yesterday, Varsha started in right field and went two for four with a run scored in Sunday. Yeah, so is Pavin Smith. So is Pavin Smith. No, no. If everybody can be happy about spring training results, I can be happy too. <laughs> God damn it. Varsho snapped a hitless streak of 22 at bats. Suck it, Sean. Oh, 20, 22 at bats. Wow. 
He snapped it in half. He's doing his best Gary Sanchez impersonation. The start in right field was his third as the D-backs evaluate candidates to potentially fill in for Cole Calhoun, who could miss first two weeks of the season. On that front, Varsho misjudged a fly ball that turned into a triple <laughs> per Nick Piacoro of the Arizona Republic, which stands one nation under God. All right, so uh, I already talked about Varsho last night. I really wanted him in that points league. Uh, looks like it's... Uh, not going to happen uh, too much there, but I still have hope for him in this league because all I need for him is just to hit for a little bit of contact. And that's all I'm asking for my catcher. And the best part about him is that he could, he'll be playing outfield and still retain cal- catcher eligibility this season. Manuel Margot going to Jet. Tony Gonsolin going to Aaron Zook. Uh, ah, boy. Um, I want to say something about Tony Gonsolin, but it's like, at this point, I think we know what's up with him. Um, do you have anything extra to add about Tony Gonsolin there, Sean? Not until there's an injury in the Dodgers starting rotation. Oh boy. Uh, and then Aaron goes back to back to back and goes with Kyle Lewis. Um, let's see here. Kyle Lewis. Uh, we talked about him kind of yesterday because we were talking about Luis Robert. Uh, people like to bash Luis Robert, but for some reason they give Kyle Lewis a pass. Can Kyle Lewis uh, make up for a really terrible second half? Let's start with Andrew here first. What do you think about Kyle Lewis there? I wouldn't be shocked if he did have if the first half was a sign of things to come, but at the same time, that second half, it's just not something I want to buy in on, especially in such a short, uh, short season, you know, but it's, it wouldn't shock me either way. I probably lean towards no. That's why I didn't <laughs> take him, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between, you know, getting picked in the first round of this draft versus which Sean immediately snatched them up and getting Kyle Lewis in the 16th round. Uh, Sean, do you see, is Kyle Lewis a loose Robert clone or why did Kyle Lewis fall so, so far in this draft in the 16th round? I think the a reason behind a lot of Kyle Lewis's stuff is one, the the same second half struggles that we saw out of guys like Luis Robert, who you mentioned. Uh, but two, we keep hearing about these stud outfield prospects that the Mariners have. You know, Jared Klinik, Julio Rodriguez, or the one who I think makes it onto the team even before both of those two guys, Taylor Trammell. Granted, if Taylor Trammell makes the roster out of spring training. I still think Kyle Lewis's job is safe because I think Trammell right now is battling out Jake Fraley, which that seems like an easy choice on who you would pick. But the issue is when Jared Kalenic gets called up, and that's not an if, that's a when. Mm-hmm. If Jared Kalenic gets called up, Taylor Trammell's already on the roster and doing well, and Kyle Lewis looks more like the second half Kyle Lewis than the first half Kyle Lewis, uh, he might just be a fourth outfielder. Uh, it, it, that's a, a really risky proposition. Uh, Kyle Lewis in my rankings is the 35th best outfielder um, coming into this fantasy Especially season. with how good Mitch Hanniger's looked, and he's slated for right field. Uh, left field's still up for grabs, but when Klenick comes up, I mean, Kyle Lewis could very well be out of a job. That's a shame. So uh, let's see here. Jose Iglesias, no relation to uh, any of the Iglesias's, uh, Enrique or Julio. Going to Jet Dry. We talked about him uh, in a previous draft. I we're we're going to laugh at the pick and make fun of the pick, but it'll probably end up working out somehow. <laughs> Nick Solak, uh, who for some reason I've been accused of making fun of. I actually like Nick Solak. I just wasn't sure about his playing time. It looks like he is um, going to secure a spot in that Rangers lineup. 
Uh, Tyler Molly, we talked about him yesterday because he was on my team. Uh, Sean still likes him, obviously. Okay. Needed SP help. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Lourdes Gurriel really quick. Uh, Andrew O'Sullivan here. Um, you you touched the base upon it, but anything else you want to add about Lourdes Gurriel since he is on your team and you picked him in the 16th round of this draft? I think he's kind of that guy that gets overlooked on the Blue Jays when you're talking about Vlad Jr., uh, Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio. I think Gurriel's done nothing but produce since he's been up, really, and he kind of just gets pushed to the side. He gets, like like you see, he gets pushed off his positions, rightfully yeah. so, but I, I'm i buying in on him, and he's going to be surrounded by some talent in that lineup. I like where I got him here. I mean, he's been better than Vlad. There, there's no other way of saying it. Between 2019 and 2020, he's played 141 games, 567 plate appearances, 289, 336, 538, a 128 uh, WRC plus, 31 home runs, 160 plus runs and RBIs combined, and nine stolen bases. Like that, there's no other way of saying it. Is this is far too late for a player of this caliber and what he's shown so far? Yeah, and I think uh, he got hurt by the fact that we do the left field, center field, right field split. And there's there's just too many left fielders and not enough of the other two positions also has a lot to do with the lack of el- multiple eligibility players. So I think that otherwise, I'm sorry, I think that hurt Lourdes Gurriel. Otherwise, uh, he's a top 20 outfielder for me. And we just talked about Kyle Lewis going before him because Kyle Lewis has center field eligibility and Gurriel does not. So that ended up biting him in the butt. Eduardo Escobar, who we, we playfully talk about him and uh, who's Eddie Rosario basically being the same player. He's going to Leon's team. Uh, we, I think we talked about Rosario uh, before, right, Sean? Did we yeah, not talk about Escobar? Like, they're they're pretty close. Rosario probably has a higher floor. Escobar had the great 2019 that nobody talks about where he had like 119 RBIs. Like, yeah, obviously we don't want to look too much into RBIs, but that matters in fantasy. Um so it's it's risky. He was really bad in 2020, but you got to look through the tea leaves there. <laughs> I drink tea. No, I don't. I don't see through tea. Hey, some people smoke them. <laughs> uh, tea, Oscar Hernandez. Okay, Willie hey. Castro. It always goes around. Willie Castro going to Mario's team. I feel like we talked about him at nauseum, but see, uh, we did. We did. All right. Basically, he's just a guy. I don't know. I don't. That's batting I average. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Batting average. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Dylan Moore, uh, James is on the chat and he's getting ready for us to grill him here. Uh, you a believer in Dylan Moore? Uh, let's start with Andrew. Andrew, what do you think about Dylan Moore? Well, he's one of those guys that in that Seattle lineup, he might get the at-bats to make him viable where he's taken, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm not really seeing him as something, someone who could put it together sustainably over a full season, but We'll see what happens. Sean, uh, thoughts on Dylan Moore? I don't think I've heard you say anything about Dylan Moore all offseason. And I've tried not to because I don't like talking about him. Uh, <laughs> he's like a worse version of Jonathan VR. And you know he a player has to be a certain something bad for me to say he's a worse version of VR. This is a guy who back in like the early fall, his ADP was far too high because they saw 12 stolen bases yeah. in 38 games. And they're like, oh my God, he's going to steal 30 bases. He doesn't have a job. He's not a good hitter. He has like a 30% strikeout rate over the last two years. And people are picking him for stolen bases. 
and some little bit of power production. Like this is fool's gold. This is Jonathan VR all over again. If you draft this guy, you're going to feel bad about it when you drop him come June. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The, the Mariners have anybody in their farm system to replace them if they have to. I'm not seeing it. I think we know why Dylan Moore is such a sexy pick over here. It's because um, the Mariners have nobody else. Let me see. Shed Long. Oh, okay, Shed Long. But he's he's hurt. He has a stress fracture somewhere. That's as of uh, September of 2020. I mean, so, what did they even start at, at uh, second base now, right? Uh, I'm sorry, who? Uh, Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore, yeah. Yeah, second he's base. The starting second base. Uh, going to I, I just, I, I don't buy it at all. I mean, unless they plug in Ty France, and but yeah, the, the Mariners are a mess. Ty, Ty France has been batting second, and I believe playing second base. If I have to pick between Ty France and Dylan Moore, that's a really easy pick. Well, Hell, the point is, I might be tempted to pick Sam Haggerty over Dylan starting. Moore. And they're Sam Haggerty could actually, I believe, in his stolen bases. I, I I, Dylan say, Moore, it's, I, oh God, it's, it pisses me off. I was going to say, the Mariners, are, the Mariners are so bad that they're actually starting both Dylan Moore and Ty France, and they might put some room in for hey, Sam. I Haggerty. think Ty, for, I think Ty France is good. Oh, that's me. Right, that's not saying much. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Diego Castillo going to Will Ponzi's, we I believe I just saw Jacob Moses chime in. Or was that an accident? He is watching. Oh, oops. That's awkward. <laughs> so I saw him like, oh, I, I thought we were just doing three people, not a four-person booth. But okay, I guess we'll wait. Diego Castillo, uh, we've mentioned that if you pick a Tampa Bay race player in this draft, you're not picking them for saves. You're picking them for everything else that uh, makes relief pitching so much fun in this league. Paul DeYoung uh, going to Mike Harvey, another Cardinals player. He did learn his lesson. What's going to happen when they all go to the casinos and, at the Ozarks and they all get COVID again? <laughs> Lorenzo Kane going to Henry. He still believes in Lorenzo Cain. Uh, Andrew, I want to hear your thoughts on Lorenzo Cain. Do you still believe in him? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lorenzo Cain, he's a lot of Mets fans wanted him a few years ago. He's just one of those guys who's been trending down for years. I don't see him having a resurgence, but, you know, for categories league, might give you some stolen bases. He won't really kill your rate stats, but I just, yeah, I'm not a fan of him. I mean, if it says anything, the Mets fans wanted uh, Michael Bourne a few years ago too. Uh, The thing that makes this pick so bad is in the next round and then two rounds after – that next round you had Ian Hap go. If you have to tell me to pick Ian Hap or Lorenzo Kane, I'm picking Ian Hap literally every single time, and it's not even close. <laughs> uh, and then Aaron Hicks, Aaron Hicks. I mean, uh, Henry's a Yankees fan. Why didn't you pick Aaron Hicks? Aaron Hicks is better than Lorenzo Kane. Apparently, there's a, bo- a band of brothers situation going on here. James uh, talking about a story between uh, you three, you, Andrew. And James fighting every single Mets fan on the planet about the Lorenzo Kane signing potential signing to uh, Queens, New York over there. So uh, <laughs> I see that uh, you all stick together. We, like- we got to stand for Brandon Nimmo center fielder over here. <laughs> Jesus. Rafael Dolis going to Matt Whelan. He goes back to back relief pitchers uh, in the 16th, 17th round. Um, I like the Sims pick. I'm not quite sure about Dolis, but with the Kirby Yates injury, that might pay off for him maybe i, think, I, I was looking on twitter and someone in one of the nfbc main event drafts picked jordan romano in the seventh round after <laughs> the kirby Yates news so uh if jordan romano is going in the seventh round yeah don't in the 16th makes sense but i'm avoiding the blue jays bullpen at all costs 
Yeah, that's not a pretty sight. Uh, Giovanni Gallego steals one, steals a cardinal from uh, Mike Harvey, who then turns around and goes and gets Carlos Santana. Okay, I'm surprised you you 27 Mets fans that we have did not fight over David Peterson a lot. That's because Jacob this. picked them all. But Jacob picked them in the seventh. I mean, he picked Tywin Walker. He picked oh, he uh, David Peterson. Like all, he picked all the Mets guys. This Somebody's got to do it. I think this it was James great. last year. No, now this year this. it's Jacob. So the one advantage of playing with a bunch of Mets fans is they can't help themselves. I love the homer picks. Just means more wins for me. Uh, Mark Melanson. Oh well, well you know what, uh, Andrew? Since you are a Mets fan, uh, say something nice about David Peterson. Change my mind about him. I like. I do like David Peterson as a pitcher, but in fantasy, he's not going to give you a ton of innings. He's not going to give you a ton of strikeouts. He's going. He'll probably give you five solid innings, maybe a win. But I don't really like him this year with the sort of depth options the Mets have with Walker, with Lucchesi. But who knows? Like injuries happen, he could step into a four or three role in the rotation mm-hmm. Carrasco's already hurt but yeah I'm just I wasn't really targeting any of those sort of bottom three guys of the rotation it's a shame because uh, uh Sean and I we talked about the Mets in January and how much we love their roster we like their yep. pitching rotation and it's just it's crumbling apart right as we speak who, unfortunately. who, so. who brought Jacob in here there he is <laughs> I left a link out there and he snuck in Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I thought I saw him. He's trying to connect to audio right now. He, he, I think he's mad that we were uh, crap-talking him, but come on, Jacob. Right, also cool. known as the other half of the Step Back podcast. Oh, he went away. And that's, that, that's unfortunate. Off. All right, we'll give him a second. In the meantime, uh, Henry has an explanation. The Lorenzo Kane, or as I like to call him, Sean, Lorenzo Co-Kane, Pick was just a mistake on my part. Needed a center fielder in the spot. I was just drafting while driving. Just a bad pick. Just a bad idea, Henry. Don't never draft, draft while driving. <laughs> Come on, man. You're you're better off drinking alcohol before you draft. <laughs> no, don't drink and drive either. Come on, you're gonna kill your own roster. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get canceled. Is what I'm gonna get. Uh, Jacob, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Explain yourself about that David Peterson pick. How homer of a pick was it? Or are you going to uh, give me a no, better reason actually, than that? No, I figured out he was going to start since Carrasco went down. Mm. So he is going to be, I think he slotted for the number four spot. That was the main reason. He is. Uh, SP4 yes, and Joey Locasi as well, who I also like. Um, yeah. All righty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he just had to come in and defend himself here. I love that. I left that invite out there for Andrew and James and Jacob heard us talking all that mad shit. He said, let me hop in here and destroy some people. You ain't going to get me to smoke without me. having a- <laughs> Gun smoke. Uh, Henry says drinking and driving is a lot better than drafting and driving. And I go, well, if you're driving, you're already drafting the cars in, uh, in front of you, aren't you? That's true. Because it's New York City. There's, it's bumper to bumper. Okay. Mark Melanson <laughs> going to another Mets fan, uh, going to James's team. Uh, well, who said that? Who did? Who threw a raspberry there? That was me. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't like him at all? I mean, I, I, with, I, I mean, even with Drew Pomerantz getting hurt? Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. I think they're going to be a closer by committee. I think they got options back there. All right. Well, since uh, we got Jacob on board, uh, can I get your thoughts on Ian Hat there, Jacob? Going to the Yankees fan, Mario Margola there. Trash. Um, <laughs> sorry, I like it short and sweet. I, I mean, yeah, in half, I don't. He's so wishy washy, but maybe so you can get a. I mean, maybe you can get a good season out of him, but I, I don't trust him. To be honest, I mean, 
I got to go. I think see Ian Happ. I, I made this comp earlier this afternoon on Twitter. Ian Happ is Michael Conforto that we don't talk about. He's about to have. He had breakout number one. He's about to have breakout number two. And I can yeah. see that because when he yeah. got hot, when he gets hot, he's just you know he sprays the ball over the, all over the place. So, but I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I was happy with him last year. He was in both my leagues last year and both points and the categories league here with you guys, and I was happy with him. So uh, Yeah, he's, he's a good player. I'm just giving y'all shit because he's a oh, sh- Cubs. Cubs fan. Yeah, Cubs, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah Cubs absolutely. Fan. No, but he's, he's, a, he's a good player, though. But All I like right. that comp, though. That's a really good comp, Sean. Uh, speaking of the Step Back podcast, your partner in crime, Leon Tompkins, goes after Blake Trinan. What do you think about him getting that relief pitcher out of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Jacob? He's actually pretty solid. Yeah. And it was a good pick. You know, fuck Leon, but um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Right. He was solid. You know, he'll keep the ERA down. Like for the past few years, he's been really good with that. Strikeouts have been up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a good pick. It was solid. Nice pick, Leon. James- Especially in a holds oh, league. Sorry. I think he's going to be great in a holds league. Exactly. James Paxton going to Andrew O'Sullivan. Explain yourself there, Andrew. I'm it's just pure bounce back pick for me. Uh, I've been high on James Paxton when he was a Mariner. I used to target him in drafts there. Yeah, I think this might be a Sonny Gray situation. I'm not too confident in saying that because I think Sonny Gray is better than James Paxton. But I think if if those like if he keeps getting strikeouts there. It's a big ballpark. I think if as long as he pitches and he stays healthy, I think he's going to be good there. All righty. Uh, let's see. Uh, a follow-up question. I had to ask you since we're on the subject matter, and then we'll get going. Uh, does because this worried me in the other in my other draft last night there, Sean. But you, Andrew, does it worry that he does it worry you any bit that he's in a six-man rotation in Seattle? I think it might suit him better. Honestly, I was going to say the same yeah. thing. If that helps him stay healthy, if that helps him go that extra inning or two, I mm. think that might actually serve him better. It's it's rare for guys to pitch better in a six-man than a five-man, but you never know. He's he's shown flashes, but he's never done it consistently, really. Mm, interesting take there, yeah. Okay, all right. I'll uh, I'll uh, consider that for next year, I guess, if, he's still, uh, if his arm is still intact. Also, I noticed that all three of you guys have beige walls, and I'm here with the colorful orange wall here. It's not even a. It's not even a Cubs color. Come on now, get with the program. Oh man, I, I was inspired by my trip to Mexico when I got this painted. So, well, you see, anyway. me and Andrew will blend in. You know, Jacob gets a good contrast from it. Goddamn it! Carson, you around man. And I'm talking about you, Kelly. I don't. Uh, <laughs> we are not alike. Not alike. Carson Kelly going to Sean's team. Um, I guess, I don't know. You still I, believe in Carson Kelly and his hard hit rate that I, I, I don't, but I needed a catcher. I didn't have a catcher until this point. Oh, uh, Will Smith sniped for me. Omar Narvaez <laughs> picked like 250 picks over his ADP by James, who should be joining us later. I uh, hit him, but I, I like, I had nothing. Catcher was gone. And I was like, I need a full-time catcher and Carson Kelly. It was like one of the only ones left. So. Plus, he has a little bit of upside. James is saying that I have an orange wall because I'm a I'm a closet Mets fan. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I didn't I didn't get a chance to pick any Mets uh, players this year. I think you guys learned your lesson. Yeah, yes, Jacob. Uh, Jacob picked them all. I said this earlier. I did. 
<laughs> Actually, no, and it wasn't really. I didn't mean to. They just fell on my life. Like McNeil was right there, and I'm like, "Shit, should I?" Hippodies, <laughs> absolutely. Dominic uh, Smith, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they fell on my Jacob life. was like a little dude at the buffet. I'll take a helping of that. I'll take a helping of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. The, the Mets I'm buffet. Yeah, is so it... I'm, a, I'm a living down by the Mets now. What is a Mets buffet? Is it a Carberry? Is it a salad bar? What What, what, what do you guys It's envision? definitely in a salad bar. We're in a salad bar. It's, it's, we're pretty much to the point where you can get all the food you want, and then at the end, when you're about to get that last bite, you're like, yeah, I'm about to finish off my meal. Something fucks up, and then it just fucks up your whole night. Your buttons fall off, right? If you're wearing a collared shirt, your when your 14 pop. billionaire owner uh, buys the entire buffet and then all the food goes to shit right at the very end. Exactly. Well, that's what you usually happens after a buffet. Back to the table. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, actually, we're talking about the gourmet section here now. We got a, a billionaire owner, as uh, Scott Boris would say, we're we're dining in the gourmet section of the supermarket now. Well, can I just point out that that's actually what happens after you eat a buffet? It all ends up in shit anyway. <laughs> that's <laughs> Joey Wendell going to a Jet Drives team. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I, Taylor, before he goes to uh, Joey uh, Wendell goes to Jets team, I picked up Taylor Rogers Again, we don't know the closing situation, but we talked about it at nauseum. What he can do in saves, he can, get, he can do definitely do in whip, low whip, low ERA, high mm-hmm. strikeouts, and uh, holds. Hopefully holds. I like that pick, though. That's pretty solid. That's why I made it, man. Thank you. Joey Wendell uh, going to Jets team. And I Eagles. need Aaron to stop making so many damn good, good picks. Well, before you get to Aaron's pick, Joey Wendell and Chris Taylor going back to back to uh, Jets team. Um, Chris, T- oh, Chris. T- okay, there we go. Do you know why? He, uh, just uh, looking for that second base stuff, maybe? I don't know. Hey, uh, if you want to handcuff Gavin Lux, maybe? I don't know. Oh, yeah. He, did he pick Gavin Lux? I don't I'm not sure if he did. All right, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Jordan Romano. There you go. Oh, so, there, so uh, Aaron taking advantage of a little bit of home cooking there. She must have known something that we didn't know as uh, – she has uh, the emergency Kirby Yates uh, plan there. Uh, Brian Reynolds, we talked about him. We like him, but we're not in love with him. I turn around, get Andrew Haney. Uh, just We talked about him uh, in the Angels preview. You and Austin Spiro, our Angels fan, our resident Angels fan. Uh, not very high on him, but I am, so I'm all on. I'm all in on Andrew Haney. Craig Kimbrell going to Mad Dog. Oh, Mad- th- this one's going to piss me off for the entire season. Well, why'd you pick him then? This was supposed rounds. to this was supposed to be our Omar Narvaez. I was supposed to go back to back catcher and get both of the guys that I wanted that were left, and I just lost track of time. Came back to the draft, saw I was on the clock, and I was like, "Oh, Craig Kimbrell's still there. Let me get a third closer. Omar Narvaez will definitely be there when the draft comes back to me." And he goes four picks later to James. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, just to give you a fantasy update, Felipe. Oh, God. Go ahead. Julius Randle, 37.73, six rebounds, by the way. Oh, you yes. can't handle Randle. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. So sometimes when Knicks fans don't believe in their own players, Felipe believes in them. When, yeah, Mets, fans, when Mets fans don't believe in their players, Felipe will. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, big shout out to Joe, uh, who's listening on the podcast. He says that he wants in uh, if there's space later. So I'll add him to the list that's growing and growing and growing. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a league that everybody wants to be a part of, but it's uh, it's a long waiting list, unfortunately. But uh, you're on the list there, Joe. Congratulations, Andres Jimenez going to Big Dinger Energy, which is our guest Andrew O'Sullivan in the 18th round. Uh, you you just miss him, right? Is that what it is, Andrew? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, 
needed middle infield. It was going to be slim pickings. And figure he'll give some stolen bases, possibly. He'll, he hits for contact. He doesn't strike out a ton. Figured it was a kind of home run pick there. Oh, it's ironic because he doesn't hit a lot of home runs, apparently. But uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I think he qualifies both at second, short, and I maybe even third and, base. And so. third base. So yeah. he's corner infield and middle infield eligible this year. Sweet gig if he can do it. Uh, Tanner Rainey going to smoking aces as. Uh, Wait, Leon picked another national? Yeah, yeah. We, oh, wow. we make fun of Jacob, but Leon over here. But no, we, we should have seen this a mile coming. He did that in the uh, nationals preview that we did with him and that uh, three man draft that we did with him. Uh, the Nationals were a part of it, and he ended up picking like three relief pitchers from the Nationals. So we should have uh, known better. Austin Riley going to Mario's team. Um, I forgot what he said about that pick in the chat or whatever, but something about big, big home runs. I don't care about strikeouts. Never too early. Move on. All right. Move on. Omar <laughs> Narvaez. That's the uh, the pick that what's his face Sean the, was trying to make. And the, the kick in the nuts pick. Yar going to James's team. So James, good job. You just pissed off Sean Hunter <laughs> Doja. Hunter Doja going to our man Jacob here. What do you like him about that guy? Um, he he can obviously play multiple positions. Mm-hmm. Has pop. Mm-hmm. You know, he hit, He won't hit for, you know, he'll be like a 260, 70 hitter. He gets on base mm-hmm. from what I've seen at a decent clip. And plus, I needed, you know, depth. So this is when the depth started. I'm like, okay, I got to get this person, this person, this person. I had a, I had a vision, but mm-hmm. Hunter Doja, I've always liked him. He's just... Does everything except yeah. for steal bases, though. Yeah, well, I, hey, I, I, he, he has six stolen night. bases over the next uh, over the last two years, and he's actually said he wants to run more. So you might be I'll in luck it. there. I'll take it. Yeah, we talked about that in last night's podcast where we where Sean mentioned that uh, he wants to run more, and I go, well, he's on the right team with the Royals because they're not doing anything this year. Might as well run <laughs> for it. Run for it. Corey Kluber going to um, uh, shoot. What's his name? Mike Harvey's team over there. In Washington, well, who's that? Who did that? Me. Oh, it's okay. me. It's always me. Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure because I'm not. I'm not keeping track. Joey Bart. We just talked about Buster Posey. Uh, Henry already declared that this is the start of the Joey Bart era. Uh, Cesar Hernandez going to Matthew Whelan, and he gets Chris Rodriguez. This uh, Chris Rodriguez is not even on my uh, cheat sheet there, Sean. Who is Chris Rodriguez, and what does he do exactly? He is a nobody who I believe the same night that Whelan picked him, uh, he had a game in spring training. I, I would love to pull it up, but he went like three innings and struck out like six guys. And he's one of those, he hasn't pitched above high A ball, but he's posted pretty good strikeout numbers in the minors. Nothing crazy. I This was a homer pick, which falls in line with what Whelan does. But, you know, Jeez. we're going to let him do it. Wow. All right. I Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't want, I don't like, I don't want to pick on him because I know he was uh, super busy. As you can see that he took him three hours to make his next two picks here. But at any rate, uh, James is letting <laughs> us know that it was Henry who picked Gavin Lux. So let's put that credit on his name. Jorge Polanco goes back to Henry. We talked about Jorge Polanco last night on the Mardi Gras Madness draft. Uh, apparently he is starting. So that's a really nice pick for, uh, for uh, Henry there. Zach Davies. I think we talked about every single person in this round last night. Polanco, Davies, Castro, yeah. maybe yeah. not Seager and McMahon, but yeah. Uh, well, we we talked about Seager all the time. Uh, Ryan McMahon, no relation to Vince McMahon. We do have a wrestling group. Go join that there. Matthew Boyd, uh, uh, I'm really mad at uh, Leon. Opening I, day starter, baby. Let's I go. I was <laughs> looking to get him, and then Leon took him from the snatches of my 
of my will there. Archie, Archie Bradley, Andrew, you're a believer in Archie Bradley? Unlike, unlike the people in this panel here, what's up? A uh, lot of strikeouts. That mm-hmm. closer job for Nerys is really flimsy in Philly. I think he's got room there. Uh, it was just relievers are starting to go. I figured he'd give me rate stats at the very least. There you go. Uh, well, that's that seems like that's the hope for every every Archie Bradley owner is like, oh, I hope he gets the saves. I hope he does this. I hope he does that. So we'll see about that. Alejandro Kirk, which is not a surprise. Sean's been in love with that guy since forever now. He's so, so good. He's, he's so, so good. good apparently. It, it, and the fact that I my two catchers are absolute crap now. Uh, <laughs> I need Kirk to run away with that catching job <laughs> in Toronto. Granted, he doesn't run of much much with anything. So maybe if he just briskly walks away with it. Just power walk? Okay. Yeah, power walk. <laughs> yeah. Jose Urquidy coming going to my team. I think I had him last year. I have him again this year. Hopefully he stays healthy, unlike last year. I am ready to roll with Jose Urquidy of the Houston Astros. Tyler Duffy, that's a really nice pick. I like that. Uh, going to Jets team. Uh, very peculiar pick here with uh, Aaron Zook of Earl here. Mike Clevenger. Um, even though he has the Tommy John surgery and won't play the rest of the year, I guess this is a, a move for next year. Stash pick. Stash pick, yeah. Okay. Well, it's not it's not going to help her defend her crown. Oh, the, the Jonathan India season. pick? He's playing this year. No, I'm talking about Mike Clevenger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? Stash pick. India is going to play this year. I 100 At least 300 plate appearances. All right. Oh, okay. And we made it to the 20th round. We got seven rounds to go. Sean, what do you want to do after this? Right here, we have our second guest coming in. Uh, Andrew O'Sullivan, if you want to say anything else, uh, any of your other picks later in the draft that you really liked, go ahead and highlight highlight them for us. Let me just look through here. Uh, I like uh, – I took Pineda in the uh, – where was that? The 25th round. Okay. I, I'm not a hundred percent believer in him, but you know, he, he puts it together. He'll have that three starter spot there. Get some wins. He strikes out guys. That's uh, gonna eat up innings. good value there. <laughs> yeah. It's in innings. As long as he uh, doesn't get suspended again. Yeah. <laughs> Besides that, it's really, I kind of just went, based on needs, based on, uh, like, uh, I was telling Sean before the podcast started, this is where I started going for that eligibility, going for guys who have, like, Garrett Hampson, second yeah. base and center field. Mm-hmm. He nice. could be a lottery ticket for you, man. That's an go. absolute lottery ticket. That's speed. But, yeah, like, uh, that last pick, Isaiah Kiner-Balefa, I think. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's got eligibility everywhere this year already. So. <laughs> In playing you know? time, that's the best part about him. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's it. So it's guys like that. I was trying to target late, try to get some lottery tickets, like you said. Gotcha. But, now, now, Jacob, give us one bold prediction for your team, out of uh, not counting the guys that you picked in the first twelve rounds. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you have it in front of you, but if off the top of your head, out of all these later picks, who do you think is going to be the best one for you? I would have to go with – I'm going to sit. I'm going to throw it out there. Later mm-hmm. picks, Aaron Hicks. 
Okay. He's projected to hit third in one of the best lineups in the American League. I'm just it's a good one. That right there. I'm just like, okay. You never know. He might it's either him or Nemo. I'm gonna Hey, you know, you know I'll never say no to Nemo. Dim golly Nemo. Golly, man. (laughs) Last question for both of you, really quick. Uh a lightning round. First thought in your head, Andrew. Andrew, your team, where does it finish this year? Top four. Hey. Jacob, same question to you. I'm going, I'll say top four. I think I'm solid enough this year. Man, that means Aaron and Jet are not going to make it in the playoffs or something. <laughs> no, That'd be a day of shame, right? No, it wouldn't be. Because I'm, I'm not getting off my top stool. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank you guys so much for joining in. We got no James, who, you know, has already kicked me in the nuts a couple of times in this draft. We're going to let him get his spiel in. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Hopefully, you'll come yeah. back one one of these days. Uh, have have a great night, guys. Definitely. You too. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Thank you so much. Nice you. Thank you. And now we bring in James. James, Hamm- there he is. Oh. He, he already was had himself muted and then unmuted the second we brought him in. This guy's an absolute <laughs> pro. I love I'm it. a streamer, man. You know, you got <laughs> to know how it works. He's got the uh, streamer voice too. I love. Are you it. seriously a streamer? What do you yes. stream? Or are you just joking? I'm a. I'm no. I'm an. E, I, I play esports. You know, I stream my esports. You know, I, do I, you I, now? Three right, days. Cool. Three days a week. Do you have a Twitch or whatever? Yeah, I do. Yeah, go ahead and plug it, man. Plug it, bro. Plug Come it. on. All right, yeah, I got, I got you. Hold on, uh, I don't have, I'll, I'll plug it in a, in a little bit. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> he, he, he's got to put us on hold. It's okay. We'll no, move on, Felipe. All right, uh, Jonathan India going to Aaron Zook, uh, who you just mentioned will be playing. He is listed as the batter number eight for the Cincinnati Red with 12 home runs, seven stolen bases, according to Fangrass depth chart. So, but he is a highly, uh, a former highly touted prospect. He kind of fell off. I think we talked about him. He had had wrist injuries, and those are always known for sapping a lot of power. And especially for a guy like India, who never had really plus plus power to begin with, it really made him a profile that at third base we hated and at second base was just boring, if not bad. (laughs) And now that he's fully healthy, he looked great at the alternate site in 2020. He's had a hell of a spring training. I mean, Suarez is playing shortstop. Moustakas is playing third. You know who's playing second base? Jonathan India. Mm, That's that's huge. That's really good. Oh, okay. So you, you, you uh, oh, he, he, he plugged in the, the, the Facebook. Go ahead and you think you could try and maybe sound it out for us so our listeners can hear? Oh, yes. Uh, it's just you go to go to Twitch and you can search up sly underscore underscore SSB. Uh, I stream a couple of games, you know, that I play at my school, Overwatch, Smash Bros., nice, Valorant, stuff like that. Old hey, games, too. there we go. Variety streamer, nah, nothing crazy. We like it. We like it. That's good, man. I, I, I and, you know, the pandemic was uh, was kind of boring, you know, because there was nothing to do. But yeah. I know I, I saw some of Sean's games, and uh, uh, I'll if I find you, I will also follow you as well. But I can't Thank find you. you for some reason. So yeah, Sly say. two underscores Sly two underscores SSB. That's what oh it is. SSB. Oops, I spelled it wrong. Okay, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Not like stolen bases, not just SP. <laughs> it's SSB. Sneaky uh, stolen bases. Wait. Oh, I think I see. Are you the Sly Cooper uh, profile? Yes. Sly Cooper, yes. the I'm glad you understand person. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my <laughs> God, bro. Bro. That, 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 that's, I, re- I remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love, love the first uh, Sly Cooper, man. I, I, I Yeah, I, Sly Cooper 2 was my favorite game probably of all time, which is why when I uh, chose to pick my name, I uh, picked it based off him. And uh, 
you know, I play the game on stream sometimes, but you know, I play on the actual PS2, so it looks kind of crappy sometimes. I'm looking for nebulations. No so way, man. Nothing can look crappy on the PS2, man. You should oh. see my setup. I got the HDMI splitter, like with the the PS2 going into <laughs> yeah, it, there and then we that go. going into my capture card, and then my capture card going into my monitor and my PC and everything. It's too much. <laughs> yes. I just need to find the ROM on my computer. Uh, this is. Uh... Oh, what the hell is that? I was trying to. That's Sly Cooper. Yeah, Sly Cooper too, right there. Yeah, there we go. Who don't know? So oh, there's some more Sly Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> no man, that, that, that's nostalgia right there. You're in my wheelhouse right there, so I'm actually glad that somebody else knows about uh, Sly Cooper. Okay, Jackie Bradley going to Suitors uh, Velo Raptors. Uh, Jet uh, Dry, he's a Brewers fan, so he picks up the newly uh, signed Brewers uh, player there. Um, Glad the mess didn't get him, but we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, More brain and demo stand. I like it. I like it. Let me get my pom poms out. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Spencer Howard. Uh, I know he has a back injury, but at this point of the draft, I'm just looking for any upside whatsoever. Um, after I'm just worried about him actually getting starts. Um, like, even before yeah, the injury, yeah. I was worried about him getting starts. Well, it's fine because uh, I have uh, two guys who are out for the year in my minor league slots. So I'll put him in right there if he goes to the minor league slots or in my IL. So hoping for good things this year for Spencer Howard, who is a highly touted prospect at one point. J.D. Davis, uh, who's he got? Oh, he's going to That's uh, me. Sean That's C. me. I, I've always been the big guy on J.D. Davis. I think the bat is absolutely phenomenal. The issue I kind of shoehorned myself in here was early in the draft, uh, with my keepers, which were uh, J. Ram, Story, and Kyle Tucker, I already had third base and shortstop filled. And then two of my first four picks were Yoan Moncada and Corey Seager. So my corner infield and middle infield were already filled. And so right now, J.D. Davis is going to be on the bench, yeah. but he's a guy that I might be able to rotate in there in case Moncada gets hurt or in case there's any sort of you know emergency contingency. And if J.D. Davis is the guy coming off the bench for me to fill in that spot, I feel really good about it. Uh, James, you're a Mets fan. You like? Uh, I'm assuming you like J.D. Davis as well? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy I've been fighting for for years now. So many Mets fans are just like, trade for Bryant. Uh, sign this guy. Sign this guy. Trade for Suarez. <laughs> Frazier is a better third baseman. Yeah, right. But like the, the thing that people got to understand about J.D. is the reason why he's a, a, like a problem there at third base right now is because nobody lets him play there. You know, he came from an Astros team that had Bregman and they just threw JD in the trash, never gave him a chance. And, you know, he, he then he came here and he was playing left field. You know, he, he didn't get a chance to really like play every day and like learn how to play the position, you know. And so but if he actually has a chance to play the position, he'll be good at it. Like if they're going to give Pete Alonso the chance at first base over Dominic Smith, especially with the way that he's been playing now, they should be giving JD a chance at third. So I'm, I'm glad they, he, they've, he turned two really nice five, four, three double plays today in their spring training game. He's got honestly a top five arm at the position. And I know defense doesn't really matter when it comes to fantasy, but it, as we always say, it matters when it comes to getting plate appearances, That's right. which JD Davis is still going to have to fight for. Lu Luis Guillorme is a hell of a player. I don't think he's a best fit at third base, but he's going to wrestle some ABs away from Davis, which is why I feel more comfortable with him on my bench rather than like a starting corner infield spot. But J.D. Davis is a hell of a bat, and they're going to find ways to get it into the game. It's like I always say about the Mets, man. If they have a DH, uh, that that's a team I'm, I'm attacking with reckless abandon. But no DH this year meant uh, Felipe was kind of no, no Mets for Felipe. <laughs> no Mets for Felipe. That's what happened. But I'm glad that you guys were able to take advantage Uh 
somewhat. Uh, Francisco Mejia. See, I wish Andrew would have stayed a little longer because I wanted to ask him about this pick, but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, are, are we uh, are we done with him or is this? I a have last extreme hurrah? Mejia fatigue. Yeah, me too. Uh, but okay. it, it's hard to give up on him because all he has to do, and like we we've said this with several players, Gavin Lux with Chris Taylor, uh, Sam Huff with Trevino and Heim. All that Francisco Mejia has to do is beat out Mike Zeno. But as Mario said, that's a whole lot harder than it looks because, you know, Zazino or Zanino. Zanino, yeah. Yeah, he knows these pitchers. He knows how to catch them. He's a pretty good defensive catcher. He can't hit anything that comes at him. And Mejia has this track record in the minors of being such a good hitter. And we've seen flashes of it. It's just so uncontrolled. But, you know, maybe Tampa Bay turns him around. And if they do, he's still only 24 years old, 25 years old. Nah, you know what happens. If they, if they do turn him around, he's going to get traded back to. I mean, uh, obviously, but so. if he's good enough to get traded, then he's good enough to start on your fantasy team at catcher. <laughs> it's uh, probably better off for anybody that he gets traded, honestly. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, back-to-back catches going here. Pedro Severino uh, going to Leon. Uh I don't know. Uh, I just I don't trust any Orioles catchers this year. Uh, James, let's start with you. Do you trust the Orioles catching situation this year with Atlee Rushman kind of lurking in the background there? I don't know if I trust like Orioles anything really. And this is coming from the person that drafted Trey Mancini. So like I I, I mean <laughs> trust Orioles I hitters and nothing else. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just you know catchers just such a thin position. Uh, I feel like, and even when it when a team has like strong catching, it's like you know are they going to get the plate appearances can they get hurt i i just feel like the last couple of years it's like you could go anybody at that position and unless their name is real muto you're really just going to be getting like very almost similar uh like you know stats and production from them luis patino going to mario margola i know we know how much he loves luis patino so he made sure to get him in the 20th round uh dallas keiko let's james that's your guy dallas keiko uh you trust him I don't know. I I mean, this is like an extreme depth pick for me. I think if if I had to fill a position on my starting uh, like roster, starting pitching wise, he'd be like my fourth choice. It's just I, I kept a, um, a full outfield almost this year, mm-hmm. and I, I just felt very strong about my hitting. And I'd rather I feel like the one thing that always gets me every year is the pitching. So I'd rather just have some guys there that I think can make an impact of any sorts. And I feel like he'll be good in uh, Chicago. So. I mean, uh, Keuchel I is like there. what your SP five, SP six, yeah, more like I mean, SP seven. <laughs> yeah, you already have Plezak, Paddock, uh, Max Freed, Aaron Nola. You, you do have a lot of depth there. Syndergaard's on the bench right now, you know, on the injured reserve. But uh, it's looking if Dallas Keuchel's that low for you, that's a pretty good pick. Uh, yeah. We talked about Aaron Hicks already when Jacob was around. So let's move on and skip him and get to Carlos Martinez, who is uh, uh, once again, another Cardinals player by uh, Mike Harvey. <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, Cardinals player number 11. I think, I think we, I we need to do a spreadsheet of which Homer had the most Homer picks between Leon, <sighs> uh, Mike and Jacob. Every year I promise, I promised myself that I would do it and I never do it. So, I mean, shoot, <laughs> I have two teams and I, I only picked two of my, my players, uh, Rizzo and Giolito. Oh, and maybe Hendrick, we can oh, get three. mini banners made for them. Maybe oh, little mini, mini banners. banners. No, I'll pay for be, the shipping. Swear to God. They'll be chasing. Okay, fine. Then you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at me. I, I think the only Met I picked was Noah this year. And uh, <laughs> yes, I, every Met that I wanted to pick, Jacob picked them the pick right before me. It, it, so, you see, uh, I'll say that was the funny thing was last year, James was our big Mets Homer pick guy. <laughs> and then this year was Jacob. So it's it's always changing. 
<laughs> Next year, it'll probably be me, not going to lie. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez, a very mysterious pick here from Henry. As uh, Marwin G- Gonzalez, I think, let me double check my spreadsheet one more time. And there he is, Marwin Gonzalez, uh, my least favorite or dead last uh, player number, <laughs> what's that, 43 at the th- on my third base list. Mystery irrelevant of the Felipe's rankings. Yeah, the worst third baseman on my list. And, and But a couple of things that make it mysterious for me with Henry. Uh, he's a Red Sox. He used to be playing for the Astros, so you know how Henry feels about the Astros. So uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, Matthew Whelan, we haven't been complimenting him too much or talking too much about his team, but he did pick up Greg Croquet. Crochet? Croquet? Crochet. Crochet. So I like that a lot. I'm not sure how productive he'll be this year um, because uh, I, I noticed that, Sean, I don't know if you guys noticed, but with holds, it seems like there's only one relief pitcher on a team that hogs them all up, and everybody's just you know getting the – the remains or whatever, but I like this kid a lot. And uh, that's actually a decent pick for uh, Matthew. I, I liked both these picks, honestly, because I could see, well. I could see Campuzano not, he might start the season off as the backup. If Austin Nola doesn't get healthy, but I don't think he's going to get enough at bats or plate appearances. And he could be a guy that uh, maybe Whelan's able to carry over in a minor league slot at the end of the year. Mm. And if that's the case, good for him. Uh, Gregory Soto going to uh, Henry, uh, who clearly he's been listening to his podcast because we've been claiming that Soto is better than Brian Garcia for the Detroit Tigers closing situation. So good job, Henry, there. Although I'm not sure how good Gregory Soto will be, but at least uh, we feel like he has the upside potential to get more saves than Brian Garcia. Mitch Hanniger going to... This, uh, this honest to God, pick. is my favorite pick of the draft. For real? All right. o- honest to God, favorite pick of the draft. Yeah, me He's and Sean let- are big Hanniger guys. Yeah, We've talked I'm, about this many And times. I've always wanted to be in on Hanniger, like, especially over the last few years, but all those back injuries, the sports hernia. Man, he can't stay healthy, man. He, he can't. But at this rate, if you're looking at what he's given us in the last three seasons when he is healthy... Oh my God. And he's looked great in spring training. He, he looks healthy in spring training. It's not even the fact that he's doing well. It's just, he looks healthy. He's going full speed. It, oh, I, I love this pick. Uh, let's start with you, James. You're a big believer in Casey Mize here going to Jacob's team. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I was looking at uh, K, uh, Casey Mize like a while before this pick came, I was laying out like, you know, my cue and I actually wound up putting Sheffield above him. Here, which is if you see the next pick, I go with Justin yeah, Sheffield yeah. here. I because you know I'm just filling out the pitching there. I, I thought about it. It's just I didn't really bite. I don't know. I just didn't get the right feeling there. I, Sean could probably talk more about stats and the way that you know the the matchup here, but I, I just didn't get it, the right feeling here. I mean, oh, as a no. former like number one pick, we're expecting like these crazy godlike expectations from Casey Mize. I know I was that, <laughs> that we just might not get, but that's okay. In spring training, though. It's been a, like two totally different stories where if you look at spring training results, which you really shouldn't that hard, at least he's been terrible In 10 innings. He's given up 11 earned runs, uh, four home runs, only a, a tw- uh, 10 walks to 12 strikeouts. But what we should really glean from his spring training is that his fastball, which was barely like hanging around 93 when he got called up in 2020, he's been consistently sitting about 95, 96. And he's actually, I've, I've watched a few of his starts. He's gotten ahead of hitters. He, he gives up, you know, he gets ahead of these hitters and he can't put them away. But I'm not really worried about that because he has such a great put away pitch in that splitter. 
Yeah. And he's still young. He still has, you know, pretty limited minor league experience. I think we've put too high of expectations too soon on Casey Mize. This might not be the year to draft in on him, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. Yeah, same here. Um, I just haven't lost hope on him, but uh, who I have lost hope on is Justice Sheffield. I think yeah, uh, I could agree. <laughs> he's too. Inc- so why'd you pick him, <laughs> James? I, no, nah, look, like Sean was saying, it's like well, my SP seven here. I mean, I was just looking at. I don't have room in in like my minor league like um slots anymore i have a lot of like minor leaguers i kept obviously from last year and i just wanted to go with people that like had a chance of like having any impact in the majors this year that could prove to be helpful down the line Uh, i don't know i just i i thought it could it was a good pick based on what was left in the pool here no he's a, a sneaky pick going into next year he really started to really figure out that sinker he he ditched the four seamer he's throwing a sinker that he's never really thrown before helped him avoid barrels. He still gave it probably more hits than you would like because he is a sinker ball pitcher, but uh, 89th percentile in barrel barrel percentage still gave him a lot of hard hits, even though he did avoid the barrels, which is kind of a weird line to, you know, stay on top of, but he's, he's only 24 years old and he's a lefty. We don't like it's generic, but lefties always seem to take longer to develop. Yeah. Uh, he's always had that great slider. I, I actually really do like this pick. Um, well, I, I'm just like fatigued. Like we talked about Francisco Mejia. I'm fatigued with Justice Sheffield at this point. So uh, you guys are better at it than I am. But uh, <laughs> look, look at all these other guys, though, Sean. I got to ask you, uh, Justice Sheffield, Mitch Keller, Robbie Ray, uh, Ryan Yarbrough uh, in this round. Who who would you have taken if you needed to take an SP in this spot where James uh, drafted uh, Justice Sheffield? It, in terms of SP that was available, let's just look at the guys that went kind of right after him. If I could get there, uh, somebody that I picked, I really liked Kristen Javier. Maybe I pick Javier over Sheffield. Oh, yeah. I, I actually, I do pick Javier over Sheffield. Uh, Zach Eflin, I would, but I still like the Justice Sheffield pick. Uh, it's just there were some better options, but at the tail end of this round in the 21st round, uh, some kind of boring names go, like you said. Pollock, Ray, Classe, which hurt my heart. I thought he was going to come back to me. You didn't let that happen. I hate you. Um, but I ended up with uh, Robbie Ray, who, um, of course, fell down some stairs today and is <laughs> probably going to miss the entire year afterwards. So oh, that's my luck. pictures are falling downstairs? <laughs> Somebody's probably pushing him downstairs. Yeah, did Kirby Yates also fall down the stairs today? <laughs> no, no. That, it was Ray that fell down the stairs. Yates is the one who had an arm injury that was on the field. Who is he, Gerald Ford over there? What the hell? Or Joe Biden? <laughs> Joe Biden, yeah, that's why I brought him up. Yeah. Wait, is there a difference between falling up the stairs and down the stairs? Uh, gravity. <laughs> gravity. Who, uh, if you guys are in the pop culture life, apparently we canceled John Mayer already. So, Oh, that's unfortunate. That was very controversial. Nobody right tell uh, Jess Schwartz that. Oh, no, she knows. She, oh. knows. <laughs> she knows. Mitch Keller. We talked about Mitch Keller. Uh, I guess uh, Sean would not have picked Mitch Keller over Dresses Sheffield. <sighs> But Mario did. Mario did brag about how much he loves Mitch Keller. So I want to love Mitch Keller so bad because I see Tyler Glass now 2.0, except he's still in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm which waiting is for pitcher him to get hell. Yeah, he's pitcher hell right now. Jorge Soler, that's a really nice pick. Uh, I know the DH is uh, kind of have limited uh, yeah. 
potential in this league because, uh, you know, lack of eligibility elsewhere. But that's a really solid pick there by Leon's team. AJ Pollock, you're going, oh, that went to Andrew's team. who just. I hate us. that pick. I don't like it either. I just don't trust the Dodgers. Uh, and Pollock is already in his early 30s. So Robbie Ray, you just mentioned him. He fell down the stairs. Then we got to Emmanuel <laughs> Classe, um, just some guy from Cleveland who has a 99 mile power cutter. Yeah, Take that, Sean. <laughs> I think he's actually probably the one most in line to get saves. I think once he establishes himself, because he missed all of the 2020 season due to be a, due to being suspended. If he had pitched in 2020, uh, James Karinchak's probably going what at least 80 picks later, because there's more of a oh he has competition. But a lot of people have forgotten about Classe because he didn't pitch in 2020. And if you forget Classe, do so at your own peril. I, and don't trust me. I didn't forget. I did not forget. He was always there all along. In the beginning, it was Class A, and, and the and he had the word, and the word was with Class A. Evan Marshall <laughs> going to another relief pitcher, going to Jets team. I he picked one already, right? Oh yeah, he picked well back to back White Sox uh, relief pitchers for uh, Jet uh, over here. Going he he must get the White Sox in his TV network. Uh, I it might be. I mean, I know he lives outside of. That's right. He's in that so. area, right? <laughs> He lives outside. He's in Wisconsin. He lives outside Milwaukee. Maybe the Cubs and the White Sox region is uh, maybe we're, we're what was going to say. Maybe those two Chicago teams uh, hold uh, what do you call it? Territory, territorial rights on his region. Something like that. Uh, yeah, it's a archaic way of looking at things. MLB needs to pick up the pace here. Ryan Yarbrough going to chick stick the long ball. That's Aaron's team, the champion and Framer Valdez back to back left handed starting pitchers. Um, I guess we like Yarborough better than Valdez, or do we still like Valdez here, Sean? We still like Valdez, but the only reason Valdez went this late is because he broke his finger like two weeks ago. But since then, he's underwent some miraculous healing, i.e. steroid test this guy for something. <laughs> like, he's injected something to make his finger feel better. Uh, that's all I know. But, uh, like, Valdez, like, before the injury, was going in, like, right around the top 100, I think. Okay. And with an injury that originally when he was hurt, they said he's going to miss the entire year because he's going to have surgery. But now he's not going to have surgery. So to get him this late is a hell of a deal. And like I said, I need Aaron to stop having such a damn good draft. <laughs> it's been such a good draft for her. She's yeah. the reigning champion, and it makes me mad. We have to make sure we have to throw out her napkin next time. <laughs> Oh no, she'll 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 clutch it really tight, you know. She's the, that's the last time you'll ever see of that napkin. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Rymel Tapia, uh, are we still uh, high on him? Uh, let's start with you, James. Are you still high on Rymel Tapia, or are we a little fatigued at this point? Um, I don't know. I I'm I'm grown a little weary of uh, Colorado outfielders recently. Based on yeah, you, know, you know, we had a doll who was a guy that I was kind of high on a couple years ago. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not feeling much uh, development out of Colorado. Uh, I, I I it's not a pick that I really would have gone with. I'm not we, really we, too sure. Sean, we gotta dedicate a whole episode as to what the hell's wrong with Colorado and their uh, <laughs> lack of I mean, player did development. You, did Did you see the report from the Athletic that they were paying? They were uh, they gave their front office staff pay cuts, but in the same breath that they gave them pay cuts, they were making them take on second jobs as clubhouse attendants. Oh my god, that's tacky. during the 2020 season. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of Ramel Tapia, we're talking about a guy who is leading off for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Good. Over the last two seasons is batting 289. Mm-hmm. Also good. Although we're not going to put too much weight on batting average because his on base is not even 330. But we're going to overlook it. Uh, he has 17 stolen bases over the last two years. 
this late in the draft, a guy who could hit 300. I mean, he hit 321 in the short in 2020 season. Uh, he has more speed than I think people give him credit for. I'd, I'd like the pick. Moving on. What, to one, of the, one of the few jet picks I actually like. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just noticed that. Uh, one of the uh, moving on to the next pick, I got Jordan Montgomery here. Uh, what did I like about him? Oh, yeah. You had him again last night, too. And Yeah, and I had him in the uh, Mardi Gras League as well. So um, uh, kind of desperate here for pitching, and I see that he's healthy. He has a rotation spot secured. He had a pretty good season last year and the season before that. Um, so I'm all in. Uh, I'm saying when I say the season before that, I, I just noticed that he only pitched four innings because of Tommy John surgery in 2019. But all I saw was 11.25K per nine, so I'm all in on that. He's not getting that he's not getting double digits k per nine but uh like, again, i remember when uh yankee fans are putting him in a uh, trade offers for uh noah Syndergaard a couple of years back <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah that was awkward give us jacob de <laughs> so um that's how much i like jordan montgomery because i also like christian javier and i went with montgomery anyway uh i know you talked about javier all the time i know how much you like him sean uh any last words just a, a quick sentence on javier if you want He's just so sneaky good that nobody's ever talked about him. <laughs> and it's like you look at his minor league numbers and it's just otherworldly. Yep. He doesn't give up home runs, but he gives up nothing but fly balls. He doesn't throw hard, but he gets a lot of strikeouts up in the zone. Mm-hmm. He just ha- he's a, a Houston pitcher. He is. Like he, they've saying. designed him in a lab. I, that's that's my theory. <laughs> Tommy Pham going to Andrew's team who just uh, left us. I like that pick a lot. Again, a lot of these left fielders are just dropping uh, in stock here because it's, especially if feels... Trent Grisham misses the first few weeks of the season and Pham ends up as the leadoff hitter, that could be a steal of the draft. Yeah, that's a really good pick. Kyle Gibson going to Leon's team. Um, any takers for Kyle Gibson? We still believe in him or no? What? Okay, let's <laughs> no. move on. Michael Lorenzen, uh, you can know that uh, Mario really likes him because uh, he must have really never too early on Michael Lorenzen here. If only um, he could hit in the league. <laughs> hey, you know, he's a pitcher. Uh, if he starts, yeah. he bats ninth, right? So <laughs> it's not a bad pick. I just, I don't know. There's some, I just compared to the other relievers that might have been available in, in this late in the draft, because there's a lot of relievers uh, who can get I mean, some holds. Completely unbiased here with how much I love TJ Anson. If TJ Anton went where he went and Lorenzen goes this far behind him, Mm-hmm. When their outcomes seem somewhat similar, <laughs> in which you're either looking at a s- slightly above average starter or a very good relief pitcher, like that seems like value compared to TJ Antone, where he went. And then uh, Lorenzen is listed as a SP number four for the Reds, as uh, I guess he's part of the uh, committee. That, that's to a replace. whole thing to do with Sonny Gray and Sonny Wayne Gray. being injured. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, his. Uh, what do you call it? His projections have not changed since he got moved up there. So Christian Walker. Oh, there we are. James, Christian Walker, Texas yeah. Ranger. You like him a lot, I see, huh? Yeah, I I, I, I like Walker. I, I, I had him last year. You know, he was a little uh, – he wasn't, you know, huge for me last year. I, I know last year was kind of a blur with the Yelich having such a horrible year. I kind of wanted to forget my fantasy year last year. But <laughs> I, I, I like Walker. I, you know, I think he's a guy who could just be like sneaky good. And I think where I got him here, like having him as like a backup, like, you know, CI for my team this year, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad with this pick. I'm, I'm happy. He, he's in my mind, Garrett Cooper with stolen base potential. Cause a lot of people yeah. sleep that in 2019, when he played 152 games, uh, he had right under 30 home runs uh, at 825 OPS in eight stolen bases, which I think probably had to lead all first basemen. 
So sleepy candidate, you know, it, it, like you said, it's a good corner infield uh, play here. I probably should have picked him over J.D. Davis. Christian Walker Bueller. Jesse Winker, that's a guy I like, but I couldn't justify it this year. He goes to Jacob's team. Colton Wong, former Cardinal. Going Hit to him the Cardinals yesterday. Fan. Hit him yesterday. Yeah. He, he just, uh, uh, Henry. Uh, why would you him. pick it? Why would you make this pick? Say that Mike Harvey couldn't help himself getting the ex cardinal, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the reason Henry went with Martin Maldonado is because uh, that might be his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you might be better off just playing one catcher. <laughs> no, Jesus. Uh, Jan Gomes back to back catchers going here as Matthew Whelan probably uh, saw that Henry picked his brother and he wanted a catcher too, so he picked the catcher. He then turns around and for the 23rd round gets Spencer Turnbull and uh, Spencer I like Turnbull. Turnbull. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I know you do. I don't know about this year, though. I think last year was as, uh, as good as it gets for him. But David Price, Zach Elflin. So a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, greatest hits here. You got Turnbull, Price, Elflin, a couple, a few veteran pitchers here uh, who at one point had some high uh, high value to them, and now they're falling to the 23rd round of this draft. So that's pretty interesting how the mighty have fallen. But I think Elflin's thing is that he's hurt. He has a back injury. So oh, is he bad. hurt? I did not know he was hurt. I missed That's why that. I avoided him. That's why I went with Jordan Montgomery instead of Eflin, even okay, though I think gotcha. I had Eflin uh, ranked Rated higher. Top, gotcha. Way higher. Way higher. I think top 50 for me. Uh, but I saw that he had a back injury. I'm like, no, I, I need healthy bodies out there. I, I really do. So, uh, yep, 50 overall pitcher, starting pitcher. Heimer Candelario, we talked about him a little bit um, the other day. He's going too late in drafts. I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, well. I mean, it, it could be like 2020 was just a mirage and then he's going exactly where he should be. But when you look at his track record in the minors and the fact that, you know, I feel like he's actually solidified himself as a major leaguer. I think he's a good hitter. I don't think he's a great hitter. I think he's a good hitter and he has everyday plate plate appearances at the top of the lineup, albeit a bad lineup but still played appearances at the, top of, at the top of the lineup. Yeah, he's part of that whole cup system back when they were actually able to uh, develop some players in their farm system. So high, according high to uh, Roto-Wires, Eflin is expected to be ready to pitch the third game of the season. Okay, that's good. I, I just freak out when I see back injury, and I just can't do it. Uh, Leody Tavares, is a, you know, uh, James, I had him uh, top of my queue, hoping that I can get him on the return after getting – who the hell did I get last time? Uh, Jordan Montgomery, right, Sean? And I was really hoping to get him, and you took him away from me. Um, obviously, you like the stolen base potential there. Yeah, I think my main thing was um, I just center field is just one of those positions where it's like you either have a guy that's like Springer, or you have someone who's like Kevin Pillar, who's like, uh, what are you going to get from him really in a fantasy league? You know, I'll bait last year, but I, I just I wanted to fill out center field. This is where I started noticing like what positions am I really uh, if, if something happens, who am I going to have to back him up? And I, I just thought Tavares with his stolen base potential, I, you know, I know Sean doesn't like him as a hitter here, you know, but I, I think he's got potential and, you know, could, it was a good pick for me in the fact that uh, George Springer just got a grade two oblique strain. So I don't know, you know, he's day to day, but just in case, you know, I'm, I'm glad I have center field to back him up, I guess. Now, now this is going to be really awkward because last night, you know, I was able to roast some people and I didn't even have to say anything to their face. Um, and as James said, I, I am not big on Leonis Traverse. This is a guy who is a guy, wait for it, had a sub 700 OPS in the minors. Yeah, sub 700. That's not good. If you're <laughs> sub 700 in the majors, you're not a starter. 
unless you steal crazy amounts of bases or a crazy good defender. Uh, Tavares, I'm not even sure it's either of those. He stole a hundred or 180. No, I can't even count. 89 stolen bases and 470 games. Uh, his stolen base percentage was right at 70%, which is teetering on the brink of whether you get a full-time green light. This is fool's gold once again. I can't remember who was fool's gold last night, but Leonis Tavares is fool's gold tonight. I said 23rd round, man. Give him a break. No, no, he's bad. He's all right, bad. All right, I need a center field depth. Who do you who do you think I should go with here? V- if you want stolen bases, stolen bases. Was Austin uh, Austin Hayes? If you want a center fielder, Austin Hayes. Hell, I'd pick Roman Quinn or Cedric Mullins <laughs> over Leonis Tavares. He's nah, overreacting. He's I don't know. Tavares, I, I just... Mullins, and uh <laughs> Quinn are the same player. <laughs> Get out of here. They are the same player. <laughs> Uh, uh, I see. I see Texas. I see like a rebuilding team, a young player, possible upside there. I, I just thought that that was a pick to go with. He's going to get more at bats than you know most of the young guys this year. Uh, I, I mean, I'll give him the fact he has the prospect pedigree, and I'll I'll, I'll tone it down. It's the only reason to get him is because of all those reasons: stealing bases, prospect pedigree, ATC, twenty-three stolen bases, steamer projections, twenty stolen bases, zips, twenty-seven stolen bases. That alone. Is enough reason to get Leo Severs, and I really wanted him, and James was too smart for it. So Chris Martin, we <laughs> better um, than VR. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I think that's no, because uh, Mario got Michael Lorenzo, now he gets Chris Martin. So, like, you know, at this point, Sean, I think any relief pitcher that you select this late in the draft, unless it's noticeably bad, it's did, a good pick at this point. Did I think. Uh, Mario have Will Smith earlier in the I, draft? I'm trying to remember because uh, that could that could be a good handcuff. But uh, aside from Chris Martin, who's a relatively boring pick. Uh, no, the, Henry got Will Smith. Okay, gotcha. Right after him goes Steven Matz, who a change of scenery might be the greatest thing he's ever seen in his life uh, without looking too far into three spring training starts. Uh, a 12 strikeout and a zero walk performance. I've watched a couple of his starts. And he's always a guy who's had natural sink and tail on his fastball. For a lefty, he's always thrown very hard, you know, sitting, like, you know, 94, 93, touching 95, 96 regularly. He was throwing 94 with what looked like relatively straight rising movement up in the zone consistently to get swinging strikes. And he was always a guy who always just seemed like a, a tweak away. Because, you know, top, you know, prospect throughout coming up through the minors. I, I actually really like that pick, especially when you look at some of Toronto's other options, like uh, checks notes, Tanner Roark. Like what? Of course, I'm going to pick Steven Matz over Tanner Roark. Tanner Roark reminds me of a, of a black sheep, uh, a, a scene from the movie Black Sheep. It's a funny name. Roads, Roark. <laughs> Steven Matz, so yeah, you talked about him. Gary Hampson, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, you know, with the Rockies, uh, I, I never know what to make of him, uh, other players, so I'm going to skip that pick. Joe Adele, I see that Angel fans are giving up on him this past week. but He's in my minor league slot now. Yeah, there you go. Sean's not giving up on him anytime soon. That got Trevor May, so I lied. I did get a Mets player in the form of Trevor May. I like them in Minnesota. I like him even, well, not even more, but just as much in New York pitching uh behind looks like he's going to be setting up edwin diaz so i'm okay with that jonathan vr uh is he starting i thought there was no room for him. no no he, he's not starting he's just going to yeah. be the next lagar is just coming out to run every now and then in my, they, in my eyes I, I think too many people are expecting him to get actually get 300 plate appearances and if that happens something has gone terribly wrong for the mets 
Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Jonathan Villar, uh, according to Fangraph stuff charts, 294 plate appearances. So uh, that's not going to happen. I, I think Luis right Giorme gets more at bats or plate appearances than him. It ha- he has to. He's better and player. I, and of course, I got to preface this by saying because uh, Jet also gets Adam Duvall in the 24th round because, uh, you know, this is the back to back, semi back to back picks. Um, we bashed him last year in his draft. He made it to the final. So. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But so far, once again, I'm not liking a lot of these picks by Jet. I'm sorry. Hey, Adam Duvall got a guaranteed contract from the Marlins, which is like probably what one of four contracts on the entire team. So like <laughs> and he's shown he's shown really good power with the Braves the last year and a half. Uh if anything, he's just easy power. Speaking of the Marlins, Anthony Bass going to Aaron Zook. So she's buying in on that uh what do you call it closer former potential. toronto reliever and current toronto reliever oh market. so there you know what there's a lot of that going on in this draft a lot of uh players who no longer play on your favorite team getting drafted by those fans so that's pretty funny <laughs> you can't let go can't let it Jimmy go. garcia is still better than anthony bass and should be the closer and i, I will believe that till i die i was about to say that yeah uh andrew mccutcheon also going to uh uh, Aaron there as he solidifies Finally, her Aaron has two bad picks. It only took till the 24th round. Yeah. Well, like you said, this, the, this is the, this is championship rounds here. This is where, uh, things are won or lost. In this, Speaking uh, of championships, look at my two next picks. Well, I'll, I'll oh, just be okay. quiet. So my two next picks. Tariq, we got to talk about Tariq Skubal. Oh, actually, we did talk about him. But yeah, Tariq Skubal, for those who don't know, uh, one of the big three prospects for the Tigers that we talked about, Casey Mize. Uh, we actually have the guy who owns uh, Matt Manning on, on the call here. And Tariq Skubal, the big three of the Detroit Tigers pitching rotation future of America. Chris Sale going, oh God, Chris Sale. Uh, okay, uh, 30-year-old with Tommy John surgery. You're excited, I see, huh? He's going to be the best trade that I never have to make halfway through the year. <laughs> and when you pair him with the guy that I picked next, anyone who looks at my starting pitching and says, Sean, why didn't you pick up starting pitcher in the first three, four <laughs> rounds? Why not? Because I knew I could get Chris Sale the slate, even though James picked Noah Syndergaard like in the top yeah. 75. And that really got me worried because I was targeting these guys from the very beginning. And I was like, holy shit. If James picks Syndergaard that early, these guys are going to go like well inside the top 200. But they fell, and I yeah. felt really good about it. I, I like the sale pick. I think the main thing, I, one of my draft strategies is to the second the draft is over, target injured players, pick them up with like a like an open bench spot, throw them on the injured list. They come back, they start doing well. You have a uh, you know a steal. But if they come back, they do bad. You pick them two hundred eightieth in the draft. Is it really going to hurt you that much that you you wasted that pick on sale? Thank you. And I I, I did love your Syndergaard pick. I thought it was a reach, but it's a reach that I one hundred percent would have done myself. So I can't even hate on it. So, yeah. But like Chris Sale at two eighty and another future possible ace that I picked in the next round. If those guys come back and are even like 80%, Mm -hmm. I could very well keep them with increased keepers next year and already have two good ace level starters. That that was the whole plan here. This, the next two picks were less for this year and more so for next year. Yeah, uh, my plan was to at least get one of uh, Severino, Senegard, or Sale. That failed for me. <gasps> or get one of the seven you, DH. One you of the said seven the name. DHs. You said the name. Well, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I, while we're on subject here, that was one. That was part of my strategy. I I, I got to draft one of those three injured guys, those big three injured guys, and I failed miserably in getting them. And or I can get one of those seven designated hitters. That was since that was part of the plan. 
And I feel miserably in getting one of those seven designated hitters. I couldn't do it. I just thought you had to feel for my team to be on my team. So uh, it uh, we'll see if that hurts me or not. But uh, let's move on to the next. Uh, Hector Neris, uh, you know what, James? I want to hear from you. You're a Mets fan, so the Phillies are a big rival. How laugh? How hard do you laugh every time you see Hector Neris or any Phillies bullpen guy out there? Right. It's it's even funnier that it's Norris because as a Mets fan we I don't know I, we have to look at the numbers of Mets versus Norris because no matter what team this guy is on every time he comes out he blows a save uh, against <laughs> uh, it's I, I know Sean's looking at it right now I can see his face he's yep. going to fan grass. <laughs> a baseball reference but you're close oh my god that was hilarious <laughs> and like it's because I, I I mean that's biased because it's the Mets that are doing it to him but I, I just don't trust Norris at all I mean it's 281st in the draft if he does anything it's an okay pick but Norris is just yeah to me he just is not to be trusted and then uh Leon gets Jose Alvarado so he's like all right I'll see your Hector Norris and I'll go with Jose Alvarado uh another <laughs> so Phillies uh, to, like, I, I I hate to interrupt because I would pick Alvarado over Norris but uh in 42 games this isn't a small sample size it's the most he's pitched against anyone 42 games he has a five and a half ERA versus the Mets I mean the Mets saves? have just been his daddy <laughs> <laughs> uh, blown saves. Uh, how many we're looking at eight saves, but it's not giving me the save opportunities, unfortunately. So I'd have to look a little bit closer, but yeah, he's just been, and it's funny cause he's one of those guys. He has a great splitter, but sometimes they lose it. And I think he's just someone who consistently loses it. At least he's doing something consistently. <laughs> Other uh, than tilt his hat sideways. And, and apparently, <laughs> I forgot that Andrew, he's mentioning, well, I also have Archie Bradley. So what, you're, you're banking on a Phillies bullpen? Come on, man. I expect <laughs> These Mets fans you. should know better. I, ex- I, I, I expect more from Andrew. Come on, Andrew. You, you let me down. And you call yourself Irish. Stefan Crichton, Crichton, Crichton. I know he wrote a good book uh, in the 90s. No, he didn't. But we're seeing back-to-back-to-back relief pitchers going here. Mario must have really loved them to... Uh, He's he's battling out. He had the closer job at the end of 2020 with Arizona. Arizona likes him, but then Arizona obviously doesn't like him enough. They went out and signed Joaquin Soria. So it's a bit of a competition, possible committee situation there. And if anything, he'll get the holds. Um, Yeah. So whatever. Ha Song Kim. Okay, James. Uh, Something that we talk about on this podcast is we love the Padres as a real team, but in terms of fantasy, they are very frustrating because of all the – playing time that needs to be dispersed evenly. Uh, what makes you believe that Hassan Kim is going to be productive for your team this year? Well, I mean, he's on my bench. Mm-hmm. It, it was just more of a pick. Like I, I need middle infield. Once again, we've talked about this many times, middle infield is just very thin at this late in the draft specifically. And, you know, he, he's got a lot of upside. The, the main issue is just the play time, but I was reading a lot before I made this pick. I think this is what took me a little while to make this pick. Yeah. Like two minutes. Um, I was just reading up a, it looks like he's kind of got the edge at second base a little bit, but I mean, if he does anything this year and he's on my bench, like if I could throw him in and have him do anything for me, I'm fine with that. I, I think he's got a lot of upside. And if he does, I'm, I'm just looking for him to do anything for me. It's not really, you know, if he has a bad year, doesn't get a lot of playing time. It doesn't really hurt me this late in the draft. Okay. Well, that's a good explanation. I mean, I like the kid. I just don't like his situation. Bottom line. But you know, if he were in a better situation, he would have been drafted a long time ago, not in the 24th round. So yeah, it's a really good point there. Brady Singer going in the, to Jacob's team uh, who was with us uh, for a little bit. Um, we talked about Brady Singer last night and uh, we're, I don't like him. I think Sean likes him. I forgot which one it was. He's not my favorite of the Kansas city arms, but I like, I do like all of them. 
And drafting uh, Cardinals player number 36 is Mike Harvey. <laughs> Jeez, this is becoming a running gag. And uh, just to uh, make sure that uh, he doesn't lose out on Daniel Ponce de Leon, Henry picks him up immediately afterwards because he knows he will lose him to the Cardinals fan. And uh, Matthew Whelan picking up a favorite of his, Angelton Simmons. He is an Angels fan. It's funny because didn't he also pick – oh, no, uh, that was Suter. A jet that picked uh, Jose Iglesias, so never mind. Oh, there you go. I was going to uh, say, if you have Simmons and Iglesias, I don't know what the hell you're smoking. Uh, Victor Reyes, uh, I, I think he's one of the few guys who actually qualifies in both uh, in all three outfield split uh, positions there. Um, but is he worth bragging about, you know, Sean? Not I don't really. Know. I don't see it. Okay. Nobody right. in that uh, Detroit outfield, aside from Robbie Grossman, who I would have picked over Victor Reyes, but that's it. Yeah, one uh, thing I will say, though, I looked at Victor Reyes myself around this part of the draft. He was yeah. the only player that played at least two of, like, outfield positions that was, like, even worth a pick at this this late. Uh, so I, I could see why, but I, I don't. I wouldn't have gone for it myself as I passed him as well. I, I, I'm... I had to see Whelan's team. We got to make sure to look at Whelan's team because he had the first pick overall. Uh, he earned that right to be number one overall. But let's face it, Sean, we've been over uh, every time we mention his name or his team, we've been kind of un- underwhelmed by it. So we got to, I, I, I'm kind of curious to see what Victor the Reyes is six foot five. If we were want to spout out random facts, I did not know he was that tall. That maybe, is a, maybe. he, I always thought he was a smaller guy, but six foot five. Okay. I'm maybe, looking maybe, up to you, Victor Reyes. Maybe he can help the Lions this year. Yeah, <laughs> Domingo Herman. We mentioned him already. Uh, Sunday German uh, Henry. He picks uh, his uh, Yankee. If players, Sunday so German all- is so good, then how come Eduardo Rodriguez went like twelve rounds before him? <laughs> well, uh, Henry is going to put his, his money where his mouth is. He's going to go after Herman, and he's going to ride him until he can't ride him no more, uh, as Little Nas X would say. Evan White <laughs> going to uh, see again. Uh, Mike, uh, he does live in the Washington area, Washington State, not Washington, D.C. So he's uh, he keeps an eye on the Mariners. And, of course, he gets Evan White as well. So I'm beginning to think that he, whoever he watches on television, that's who he's going to um, <laughs> draft in this place. Tyler Rogers. And I freaked out here, Sean. I thought, wait a minute. How did Jacob pick my guy Rogers? And I remember, no, I got Taylor. He got Tyler. We talk about the brother Rogers all the time. And- Wouldn't that have been a hell of a slip up by you if you had picked the wrong Rogers? I mean, I that's like even- picking the San Francisco Giants, Wander Franco, in a draft and thinking you made out like a bandit. <laughs> Michael Franco. No, no, no. There's literally a Wander oh, Franco right. in the Giants system, and hey. he has a crazy high ADP. Because people draft him thinking that they're drafting the Wonder Franco. Is he related? This, he's like no, he's like Wonder A Franco. I think I don't think there's no relation at all. No, because I remember that they were that that was a, a joke. Is that Wonder Franco has a brother whose name is Wonder and his father's Wonder? It's like a George Foreman thing. I think there is a it might be the Wonder Javier in the Minnesota system. If anything, I, I'm not 100 percent sure there. That's complete speculation uh uh-uh, here we go according to wikipedia his brothers both also named wander played in houston and san francisco his father wander senior oh but played past tense so i don't know what yeah. the deal is okay never mind but if you guys know if that's the same guy i would like to know let us know in the comment section if you know for sure but yeah tyler rogers we all know that he's a submarine pitcher so i did not even have him on my list that's how much i like taylor rogers i made sure not to add tyler rogers on my list my list of 70 million pitchers there Jerickson Profar okay uh, uh so back-to-back Padres uh James you're losing me a little bit here it's one thing All to right. get one guy from the Padres but you got two guys from the Padres what's up there I, I I'll explain myself um 
the, these were all once again bench picks. It's just try, I'm trying to cover the positions that I feel like I'm weak at, and uh, it came out that Profar might actually be starting the season as at center field yep. due to some like in, injuries that are going on. So if he could even get eligible for center field, like he already plays second base, left field. You know, I could put him out in left. I could put him at middle infield. I could put him at second. If he gets center field, also that's just a plus. But he's a bench piece that has upside. So once again, if he could do anything for me, like. I'm fine with that. I just need to be able to cover my positions at this point. Quick, draft. Felipe, Profar debuted in 2012. How old is he now? Uh, he should be 28 years old. Oh, you cheater. Come on, man. I, I'm <laughs> just going to assume he cheated. That was too good. He is 28 years old. I mean, I mean I'll mean, i show you my spreadsheet here. My colorful spreadsheet. <laughs> hey, I, I, I didn't even offer you money. Come on now. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Profar, there he is, 28 years old. That's where I have him. Bam, right there. 28 years old. Sorry for those guys in uh, watching on their phones. That's I didn't blow that up there, but no. I, I know you have to say that a lot of times. You know, sorry if you're looking on your phones. So you got to blow it up. <laughs> but, uh, I, I just wanted to point out that I do do my homework. So and I show my work. Danny Jansen. You get partial credit. You get, no, I get all the credit, brother. <laughs> get all the credit. Danny Jansen going. Uh, so this is interesting. We this is one of the first uh, times where I've seen Danny Jansen going ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Alejandro Kirk going ahead, way ahead of Danny Jansen. Yeah, so, I, I did almost pick Jansen as a handcuff to Kirk, and then I realized I would have four catchers in my roster, and that was not going to happen. Back to back catchers here, Kurt Suzuki. Uh, okay, so. Leon, Nationals fan, picks the former Nationals player. Once again, the former player for someone's fan base is uh, getting them on their team. So a little bit of uh, – I'm ready to just count those as homer picks, John. So uh, <laughs> Suzuki – okay, so Michael Pineda, uh, Andrew O'Sullivan talked about him on the show. You, you already talked about Luis Severino. You're excited to get two guys who are injured on your I, IL slot. So it's pretty damn good on your I part. I love filling up that IL early. Yeah, and having early. zero flexibility when one of my starters actually gets injured. Well, there's plenty of pitchers still available out there, man. So good well, luck you, with that. You'll see my starting pitcher picks even later than this. That you, you might want to be calling me when that happens, Sean. <laughs> hey, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, Brian Anderson, I went with him because for a great while. Pick. That's a, a great a, pick. Bro, a long time. He was at the top of my queue. And I kept saying to myself, well, I need to fill out other areas on my team. I could wait a little long. I must have waited like five rounds for Brian Anderson. And I finally said, enough's enough. I got to get him right here. Yeah, this is the Mitch Hanniger pick, but the light version of it. <laughs> uh, Brian Anderson is my 17th best third baseman. At that point, he was the all, by all means the best hitter uh, on the squad there. So I, I like, I'm excited to have him on my, on my team that this late in the draft. Matt Barnes, uh, we talked about him last night. I like him. You're kind of uh, questioning that, but. Uh, He's the either, dog spitting the pill out. Well, either that or he gets the cheap saves for the Red Sox. So we'll see. As Drubal Cabrera, I know that's a personal favorite of you two guys over there in New York Mets land and Randall Gritchuk. So a couple of, uh, uh, for those who don't know, uh, who are not uh, privy to the baseball life kind of culturism or whatever, Astro Cabrera with the Mets fans, uh, you know, they love him. They love him so much. They call him Ass Dribble. And Randall Gritchuk. Yeah, I actually had a big fan, actually. Yeah, there are uh, a lot of Mets fans hate As Dribble, especially after his whole uh, the Mets had told him that they were going to extend his contract and then they didn't. And then he mm-hmm. asked for a trade and then the media came up to him. He never said anything to the media initially that he had asked for a trade, but the media said, would you, you know, be interested in a trade? And he said, yeah, I've actually asked for one. Mm-hmm. And the media of uh, typical New York fashion lost their ever living minds. <laughs> and I mean, he was a great teammate in the last two years. He's been kind of sneaky and, 
deeper leagues or daily leagues, which is really where I've used him in a, a 30 team daily league I'm in. He has absolutely crushed left handed pitching. I, it's very easy to find him in some sort of platoon in Arizona, possibly with Josh Rojas at second. Yeah. So is, uh, is Wilmer still there? Wilmer's no, in San Francisco. Yeah. Giants. San Francisco, right. I forgot. Uh, and the other guy I wanted to mention here, Randall Gritchuk, who's has gotten some legendary status in our group for some reason. Every I, I'm convinced he's that the greatest every, of all time, according to Brett Brett, right? <laughs> Brett Brett, yeah. And that's a running gag more than anything. That's more of a a, a dig on Cardinals fans who thought he was the greatest thing ever uh, when he was with the Cardinals. And now he doesn't even have a starting job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they well, still yeah. they're still projecting thirty homers out of him too without a starting job. Well, it's George, basically him or Rowdy Telez at DH right now. It's George, your Spring, hey, George Springer's hurt, isn't he? So maybe he'll get some yeah. cheap at bets there. You're right there. They're probably they probably had that built in the projection that George Springer's gonna play like 80 games. <laughs> yeah. Uh what was I gonna say? So yeah, I know in another in another group I was in, I think Matt Stairs was the legendary player that gained legendary status. So <laughs> Adam so. Lind. Adam Lind was my goat. Oh god. Uh or no, I won't. I won't say anything. Okay, Brent Suter. Uh, actually, he goes to Suter's Vila Raptors. So Jets. Jet gets his guy, his namesake. So good for him. Uh, I actually like Brent Suter a lot in this league format. So good, good job on him. Wait, wait, wait. So you like Brent Suter, but you don't like Kyle Hendricks? Riddle me this. Oh, uh, I was just. It's all relative, man. It's all relative. <laughs> it's all relative. Getting to the uh, moon. It was all relative, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't compare that. So you can't compare that to uh, the discovery of penicillin when you're talking about the moon. So, uh, but no, Brent Suter in this format, I think he's good. I mean, listen, any Brewers, any Brewers reliever is a good pick, as far as I'm concerned. You know how much I like the Brewers bullpen and the pitching staff there. So. Oh yeah, definitely. AJ Puke. Uh, at this point of the draft, I'm just looking for whatever upside and whatever potential I could find this in at the at the pitching slot, the starting pitcher rotation. Uh, AJ Puke uh, was a highly touted prospect at one point of his life. I know he was hurt a bit. Looks like he's healthy. Oh, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to be nice here. Uh, and then uh, I'm at Rosario going to your team for some reason. Uh, go ahead. Center um, field <laughs> eligibility. Okay. Yeah. Which ironically, I, I ended up picking another center fielder in the 27th round, just in case Rosie doesn't work out. All right, Joey Votto going to Andrew Sullivan. Uh, James, is there still some hope for Joey Votto this year? It's actually funny. Me and Andrew used to um, talk about Votto. We both had a, a lot of, uh, you know, we always felt like Votto could still be like, you know, this great first baseman. I think at 305 in this draft, I think that's a decent pick. If he, like, you know, if if he does anything Votto like this year, that that's a, I think that's a good pick at th- uh, 305 round 26, you know? Hmm. Yeah, well, that's the the Miami pick, 305. I mean, he posted a almost 350 Woba with an expected Woba of like 370, which isn't the greatest, but for a 37-year-old and this late in the draft, I mean, as a complete dart throw, if you punted first base or as a bench slot for corner infield, like especially in a, a league like ours where, you know, walks, strikeouts, and all that stuff actually matters, that's huge. I actually love this pick. I mean, yeah, but CJ Crone's also available. I'm seeing right there. Oh, okay, yeah, I mean, later, I mean, so. th- th- those two. I, CJ Crone should have gone earlier, but that was yeah. a whole different story. But uh, we'll see. Uh, if anything, that's just uh, an extra bench space for uh, for Andrew in the future. There, uh, Bruce Stark, uh, Gretel. I- I'm also disappointed you guys did not did not catch my pitbull reference. <laughs> so thank second. you thank you thank you bruce stark Gratterall. um sean uh this uh, projections don't like him as much as we 
as much as um, I don't know, I feel like there's like he's a bigger than life personality at this point. But for some reason, the projections don't like him. Uh, obviously, he went super late here. Uh, Leon, it benefits from there. But uh, what's up with Bruce Stark Gatterall and why why is he going so late and uh, not being liked by projection systems? His fantasy relevance is tied to two guys that a lot of projections actually like losing their jobs. And if you're projected to do really well and another player is based on those two guys losing their jobs, then obviously the projections probably won't like you. Gratterall needs either uh, Jansen or Trinan to absolutely fall flat on their face. And if neither of those guys fall flat on their face, then Gratterall's just eating middle innings maybe as an opener when they send somebody to the Phantom IL. It's just I, I don't see he's a good pitcher. He's the closer in waiting. I I don't see what he does for you this year. But even in this league, in this format, with the holds being available, and uh... I, I just think they have other options. I think the main main hold guys in that bullpen will be Victor Gonzalez and Blake yeah, Trinan, uh, a lefty and a righty. I think Gratterall is going to be an opener or those really early outings in which maybe he vultures some wins. Like that's the only way I really see him being relevant. And I, I, I see that James wants to get in, but I just want to mention that the only projection system that has uh Gretel over 10 strikeouts per nine innings is steamer projections. Uh, James, do you have anything to add there? Uh, not necessarily. I'm, I'm waiting for my pick here. Come oh, on. Okay. Soon. Sorry. I thought you were. Okay. So you're just, I'm just nodding along. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought you were going to, okay. I thought you want to jump in on Gretel. Okay. Never mind. Helio Ramos uh, going to Morgola Sima. That's uh, one of the guys that we picked in our, um, in our prospect uh, preview, so to speak there, Sean, uh, he was my pick. Um, Remember, this is the guy that lost speed as a center fielder. We don't know how. We don't know why. But uh, he's a little bit – he's been kind of falling. His uh, prospect stock has just taken a dip. I mean, uh, he, he the power is legit. I just – I don't think he's a center fielder. Yeah. And the hit tool is questionable. But to round out your point about Gratterall, I know I hate going backwards. But like you said, I don't think he is a 10-strikeout printing guy. I think he'd be lucky to be a 9. Both him and uh, Dustin May – they are elite in fastball velocity, and Gratterall especially was in the first percentile, first in whiff percentage. So even though he's throwing crazy hard, 100th percentile in velocity, it's just it sinks into bats, yeah. which does avoid barrels, but it doesn't miss bats. And I think that's kind of an issue that Gratterall is going to run into throughout his career. Uh, Austin, uh, the Angels fan uh, who usually chimes in Sunday mornings, he's actually up this late. It must be past his bedtime. Actually, no, it's only it's early in the West Coast still, relatively speaking. Uh, he wants to add that I, I don't like Gratterall. He's got high velo, but is a ground ball pitcher with a low whiff percentage. Makes no sense. Plus, he doesn't throw with his legs. Arm injury incoming. But what I really wanted to say, I wanted to read this quote from Austin as well. We teachers appreciate showing your work. So somebody appreciates <laughs> my work. Suck it, Sean. Pat yourself on the back, Felipe. I don't have to. People do it for me. Sean <laughs> Manea. Here we go. So, uh, James, interesting story. I don't know if you caught last night's episode, but I ended up uh, being stuck with Sean Manea just because uh, pitchers kind of went dry in my other league. Uh, but I'm assuming that you actually like him a lot more than I do. What's up with that? I mean, if you say like him a lot more than you do, being my my last starting pitcher pick that I made this draft, being <laughs> that everybody before him is Freed, May, Nola, you know, uh, yeah. Sheffield, you know, I, he, it was just like I saw him there 
it, it was just like, you know, what happens if, if I lose another starting pitcher and I have someone like him there to like back it up, it could be good for me in the end. You know, maybe he's a trade piece later on in the year. Someone really needs like end of the line pitching or something. It, it was just a filling out the roster pick for me. And I, I thought he went a little late. I think his ADP was like a lot sooner, like in the early yeah. 200s. And I, and I was like, you know what, maybe let me, let me just stay, snag him here. You know, it was more of a best available type thing for me. I'll, I'll admit I lost track that this is the 26th round. So yeah, you're right. This is late. We're almost done here, folks. We just got one more round to go, but I'm, I'm in the same boat. I was just trying to fill out my roster in my other points league. And it's a, it's a smaller roster size, but still just trying my best to fill out the roster. Uh, Carter keep going to Jacob's team. Uh, I think we talked about him, Sean, before. We still have any hope for this guy? Or uh, a lot him? of people do. I okay. loved him as a prospect. Yeah, I same. just think he falls into that Keston here, Kyle Lewis, oh, in which that he's exposed by major league velocity. Uh, CJ Crone, we talked about how much uh, of a hell of a pick that is. That's probably my favorite uh, Mike Harvey pick in this draft, CJ Crone. <laughs> and uh, it's the, yeah, it's one of the few non Cardinals, non Mariners pick that he made here in this draft. Bobby Bradley. Um, he is a bopper. Oh yeah. my God. He is like Daniel Vogelbach 2.0. Uh, in, oh, in 650 games, he has almost 150 home runs. He's had a really solid spring, batting 320. Uh, a name that people were probably introduced to during the COVID season in which we watched a lot of KBO, but uh, Roberto Ramos he used to be in the Colorado system, big power, big lefty bat, uh, ended up getting released by Colorado and he signed in the KBO. He had a bunch of home runs. Bobby Bradley's kind of that same deal. Uh, he's with the spring training he's had, he might have an inside track to that first base, uh, first base job. It's basically him versus uh, Jake Bowers former race top prospect, but Bradley has potential 40 home run power and it should not be slept on. Uh, Brandon Marsh goes to Matthew Whelan's team. So that's uh, kind of a Homer pick. Uh, it, I don't know if you paid attention to when, uh, when, when Whelan made that pick, he immediately goes into the baseball live Facebook group and says, and declares that Brandon Marsh will be better than Joe Adele. I noticed that too. Like, all right, Matthew, you need to go to sleep already. Come on. <laughs> and then forgot to make the next pick no. until the next day. <laughs> he was too busy making the Facebook back -back post. How do you have back-to-back -back picks and you do that? He was so jacked up about getting Brandon Marsh that he forgot to make his second pick. I'm so jacked up on Brandon Marsh. Yeah, yeah, I need to. I need to. I need to share this in the baseball life group. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna be on uh, the bottom floor of the Brandon Marsh uh, bandwagon building, whatever. And then uh, 12 hours later, he makes the second pick. So, or uh, about eight, 10 hours maybe. Anyway, Josh Young. Um, oh, I know who he is. Okay, I, it took me a while. Yeah, third baseman out of the Texas Rangers. So that's a decent. I think he believe. Match. I believe he has a stress factor, so he's going to be injured for most of the beginning of the year. So Josh Young, I don't even yeah. expect him to be called up. Yeah, I mean he wasn't going to be called up, but if you're stashing him in your minor slot, he's not going to. He's going to miss some development time compared yeah, to what he already missed in 2020. Yeah, uh, 23 year old. Uh, last time he played, he was in single A baseball. So Dylan Cease going to Henry. That we're in the last round, guys. We're almost done. 27th round. Dylan Cease going to Henry's team. Uh, I talked about him last night. I talked to him about him all offseason long. I don't want no part of him, even though he does play for the White Sox. It's one of the reasons why I don't believe in the White Sox so much anymore uh, for 2021. Uh, but Henry believes in him, so we'll see. He's still young. He still has some stuff. 
Rafael Monte- Montero. Oh, uh, hey, look, <laughs> that, we, look, a look, name look that will make them. Mets fans hurl. <laughs> but look who picked them once again. Another <laughs> Mike Harvey, Closet Mariners fan. Because you see, the funniest thing about everything is that when Montero was called up, another guy was called up right behind him to start the game after him by the name of Jacob Degrom. And nobody cared about the Degrom start. We all cared about Rafael Montero debuting against the Yankees. And we all know how that went. So, yeah. <laughs> who cares about the former shortstop that is now a you know almost three years in a row Cy Young? Yeah, for a man <laughs> named Bauer. Uh, well, Montero will be. Uh, looks like he's still penciled in as the closer. So some cheap saves while he can get him at that point. Mauricio Dubon, I believe he is the prospect, right? For oh, the he no, he's a starter. He oh, is already playing. Okay. Yeah, he's playing somewhere. He second base, of? shortstop, center field. He's going to play everywhere for the Giants. And he's always had the really good bat-to-ball skills. And so far in the offseason, he's really worked on swinging at good pitches and laying off pitches that he probably could make contact with and driving the ball. I really like him. I think he's a sneaky 2020 guy, especially this late in the draft. Uh, I'd pick Mauricio Dubon way over Dylan Moore, way over. And uh, apologies, I, I was confusing Mauricio Dubon with uh, Marco Luciano. So my bad, Marco Luciano. Uh, Luciano's way, way away. Yeah, way, way. But number eleven on the Fangraphs prospect list. So Tom Murphy. Remember we talked about him. I, I confused him with Sean Murphy, and <laughs> I was worried about Sean Murphy. But it turns out Tom Murphy's the one who's losing uh, plate appearances. And it looks like uh, James didn't get the memo. Or what's up? What, why are you? I mean, Tom this Murphy? is the last pick of the draft. I just needed an extra catcher just in case you know something happens to Garver or, or Navarro. Why not? Why not to handcuff him with Ryan Jeffers or even Kyber Ruiz, who's a prospect for the Dodgers? Uh, I mean, right now Murphy's expected to start for the. For the Mariners. Yeah. And I mean, it, he has power, you know, they, mm-hmm. they're, they're putting him at 17 on, on the year, uh, the 17 homers. That is, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Seattle is just one of those teams where it's just like, there's going to be so many guys getting at bats. And I just feel like he's going to get like at bats here and there where I've got, if anything happens to like Garver or Narvaez, I could just throw him in there and he, he'll get a couple games in that week or something. I, it, it's just my 27th pick. I was like, what am I going to do with this? I might as well get a catcher. And I just, I see more from him than some yeah. of the other guys that were left. You could I can't gone, remember but- what happened with Murphy in 2020. Uh, I'm not sure if it was injury, COVID, opt-out, whatever. But he had a 126 WRC plus with 18 homers in 75, 76 games. According yeah. to uh, depth charts uh, projections, uh, and I swear to God, about a month or, or maybe even three weeks ago, Tom Murphy and Luis Torrens were coming. Were almost 50-50. Uh, as of we stand now in late, uh, almost late March, uh, Murphy supposed to be getting 322 plate appearances. I'm sorry, 369 plate appearances. And Torrance is about to get 294 plate appearances. So it's starting to go Murphy's way little by little. Kyber Reese, uh, Dodgers prospect. Dodgers prospect. We should know who he is. He's going to take away Will Smith's playing time, apparently, according to uh, what's his face? Dave no, Barnes. no. Know, that's man. Austin Barnes. That's Austin Barnes. Uh, Ruiz I, is in I the minors. Ruiz is in the minors. I, saw a report that if Ruiz gets called up, they, they will find a way to split time for all three of those guys. No. That's what they said. So, no. Uh, Isaac Kiner-Falefa, who I forgot who. Oh, that was and Andrew liked his pick, multi-eligibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah, slated to be in it, shortstop every day. They traded Andrews just so Kiner-Falefa could play shortstop. Miles Straw, so uh, you get him in the 27th round, but it's since you're, you're, you're getting the stolen base potential, it's okay. But when James wanted to get the stolen base potential, you went after him really hard. <laughs> stolen, stolen base potential in Leonis Severo. Oh, oh, 
It okay. was only like five rounds before this. It wasn't that early. Oh, we we, we got to pull this up. So uh, Felipe <laughs> stall for me so I can just go ape shit over here. So uh, like I said, Leonis Tavares had a sub 700 OPS in the minors with like a OBP around 320. In the minors, Miles Straw had a 773 OPS, which isn't great. But when you realize that he had a higher on base 394 than his slugging, which that slugging, his th- slugging was 379. That's not much lower than Leonis Tavares because his wasn't even over 400. And you're talking about a guy who is infinitely better at stealing bases, infinitely getting better at getting on base. And he's in an infinitely better lineup. Like what? <laughs> well, yeah, he's also he's in an infinitely better lineup where he's not going to be able to play as much. Tavares. Is on he, the he's the starting Rangers. center fielder. He's the starting center fielder for the Astros. Nobody is competing for that job. Uh, yeah. It's uh, way, Tucker and right and uh, Brantley and left and him in center. By the way, um, uh, Straw with a twenty five point six strikeout rate last year. Uh, uh, yeah, last year and Tavares at almost thirty percent. So the way I see it, they strike out too much. So there you go. They're, pretty, they're <laughs> the same. They're the same player. They're the same player. <laughs> Nick Senzel, uh, old prospect. Uh, I still believe in him. I still want to believe in him. I had him. I actually had him in this league a couple years ago. Remember, I drafted both Bo Bichette and Nick Senzel, and Mario Margola came on these airwaves and told me, well, I don't know, Felipe, you might have drafted them too soon because there's no guarantee they're going to be called up anytime soon. And that's what happened. Isn't they he the never? Up. He's the never too early guy. That's exactly what I told him. And he said, yeah, but you know what? They might not get called up anyway. So it's kind of a risk there. But if you believe in him, that's fine. And I did. I, and they got called I swear up. to God, if I never listen to an episode in which I don't show up and Felipe does an impression of me, or he's already done an impression of me and I haven't heard it, I'm going to be very upset. That was, uh, <laughs> I think I did when Henry uh, subbed in for you. So I got to go rewind and find it now. I think, but I, I tried doing it last week, but uh, it, uh, my Southern accent isn't there. Sorry, man. <laughs> Jarrett Walsh, uh, last pick. I'm surprised Whelan didn't get him, but he goes to Jets team instead. Jet uh, is a Brewers fan. Whelan is the Angels fan. And Mr. Irrelevant. Brandon Belt. <laughs> Brandon Brandon Belt. Um, Do people not, not realize I, how good Brandon Belt was in 2020? Yeah, he, but it, he's injured to start the year, which is always a downer. No, but I mean, he I had, was I, insanely good in 2020. I know. I had him last year. That's how I finished in first place last year, Sean. Pay attention. So, um, but, uh, okay. I wanted to see Wheel and Steam really quick. And I think this is where we're going to end it. Because I'm got kind of curious if if the draft picks uh, are as bad as I think they are. But, <laughs> you know, I think we did that last year. And then we looked at the, the after we it was all said and done, we looked at the I guy's mean, team. He, and, oh, and I'm looking at the infield. Team. Freeman, Fletcher, Bohm, Anderson, Turner, Arias. That looks like an infield I would pick. Yeah. Verdugo and Yastrzemski, so yes. Means, uh, on, Pilar, on. no. Okay, catchers, no, I don't like him. Freddie Freeman, well, he kept them, so that's fine. David Fletcher, uh, Alec Baum. Alec Baum, sorry. Yeah. I, I like him a lot. Tim Anderson, I had him in my points league last year, so that's pretty good. Justin Turner, a little bit on the older side, especially with so many good third basemen out there, but that's not too bad. Luis Arias, you just mentioned, he's one of your guys. Alex Verdugo. I like him. I like your yeah. – Pilar's ass. Yeah. Pilar's not going to get as much time. Well, you know, he's going to put Marte in the outfield, Yastrzemski to right, JD Martinez to Util. Will he remember to do that, though? Probably not. I should just manage his team for him. Do you see the projected at bats for Pilar this year? Yeah, that's not happening. That, that's not happening at all. I think people are sleeping on these young Mets. Like, what Nimmo is going to be getting way more plate uh, appearances than Pilar yeah. out there. Oops. I'm trying to zoom in. Ah. It's like the okay. same thing when you look at Jonathan VR's projections. It's like, you know, yeah. that's not happening on fan tracks. It's, that, he's, not, a, he's not stealing 32 bases. 
Fantrax thinks Jonathan VR is stealing 32 bases. And I'm like, on what planet is that happening? <laughs> so if it wasn't, uh, if uh, Whelan didn't think he had enough uh, pesky second baseman, he went out and got Cesar Hernandez as well. So he, he got, he's like oh, the Noah's okay. Ark of middle so infielders. Y- you know what's going to make. And uh, Anderson Simmons. Oh my you know, God. You know what's going to make Whelan competitive? The fact he has Bueller, DeGrom, Lamette, and Hendricks. Well, let me, hold on, Sean. You're jumping the gun. I'm still. On, I, I'm showing my screen here. I, I'm still on the hitter side of things. Uh, so I'm just pointing out that Andrelton Simmons also another pesky punch and Judy hitter. And now I feel like I'm in the Noah's Ark of the fantasy baseball world here. <laughs> two um, by two. Uh, Brandon Mart. Oh, he got JD Martinez. So yeah, maybe maybe he has a decent formidable lineup. But uh, compared to everybody else's, looks his depth weak. is ass. But his actual like starters are pretty good <laughs> wonder franco whenever he gets called up maybe that's a saving grace let's go on to the pitches like you mentioned okay bueller degrom lament so he's what resting on his and hendrix was quit put some oh. respect on his name yeah you know he's uh oh my god you're a cubs yeah. fan god damn it <laughs> yeah, when, when, when kyle hendrix is the race come on mr uh, 80, 86 miles an it's hour the, he's not his ace he's his sp three or four and he's a legitimate sp1 kyle hendrix yes no for the cubs no, for he's, fantasy. He's, oh, yeah. Well, I'm just saying he's the Cubs ace, and I'm like, no, I don't oh. think so. I can't do it. Can't do it. I, I just, um, if he were not, you know, I like him a lot more if he was uh, a real baseball team's, not for fantasy purposes, just for a real baseball team's SP4, SP5. He'd be great at that. SP3 at best, but not SP1 for a real oh. team. For fantasy, it just it just translates over. You know, just, he's a David it, Fletcher of he's a David just, Fletcher of starting pitchers. It just pitchers. translates over. Yeah. <laughs> It translates over. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the David Fletcher of starting pitchers. He'll, oh God, uh, Lord, give me the strength. The, all, <laughs> no, you're just gonna be left wondering where, where where how can I get more strikeouts? How about not drafting Kyle Hendricks? Oh, I don't know. Is Jacob Degrom and Denelson Lamette like what? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, Denelson Lamette. Oh, hold on, there's Jacob Degrom, Walker Bueller, and Kyle Hendricks. That's where he's that, getting that strikeouts. Cancels out Hendricks. Oh like... no, I want everybody on my team to pitch strikeouts. I want no let up. Come on. Everybody should be getting like nine, ten strikeouts per nine innings on my team. The uh, only person with a better strikeout to walk ratio than Kyle Hendricks on this team is Jacob DeGrom. Oh, well, he's in trouble then. The only person projected to throw more innings pitched than Kyle Hendricks is Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, so that means uh, more more uh, reason for him to mess up somehow. <sighs> no, he gets exposed. And, and, he gets exposed. And they when he still gets have Hendricks at one fifty eight strikeouts. So I mean, that's not that, that's not really anything. I think that's low. I think that's low for him. I'm laughing at it. So let's see. Divide, hold on. How many innings? 199 innings pitched. So that's low point, for him. 7.14 K per nine. I think he's an eight. I think he's going to be eight. Seven, 7.9 to 8.2. Uh, can I make a request to give my team a draft grade before we oh, okay. oh, there we go. Even uh, requesting that. Okay, hold on. So I'm just. Uh, okay, yeah. This is. Uh, it's as bad as I thought it was. Okay, so Wheeland gets to work. Stolen from me. Stolen from me. Where are we going? Confort- uh, confort- yeah, comfortably first. first. All right, let's look at the catchers. Uh, catchers, uh, not as good weak. as my catchers. So, yeah, you need to yeah. fix that. Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, do we like Paul Goldschmidt here, Sean? I forget. Yeah, I, he's just boring. He's oatmeal, as they would say on rates and barrels. I feel like I could just trust him. I could trust him there is what I like. I'm, it's nothing like crazy, but I feel like you could just trust Goldschmidt. You know what you're going to get at this point. The fact so, that like, you have safe. Goldschmidt, Mancini, and Walker. You should never need to pick up another first baseman for the yeah. rest of the year. Uh, by the way, uh, Kyle Hendricks projected by all the projection system at Fangraphs to not go more, not barely touch 7.5 K per nine innings. Uh, I'll pass. Uh, Nick Magical, one of your favorites there, Sean. You hate my Suarez. dude. 
Look at James getting two of my guys from my points league. Good job, James. Nick Madrigal and Eugenio <laughs> Suarez. Uh, you've mentioned Zan- oh, Zan- I like Xander Bogarts, Jerickson Pro- yeah. Profiles, your middle infielder. You uh, he's only me- there right now because uh, I, I had someone else there, but I had all right, all right. Because you promised injury. me, James, you promised me you were not going to start these guys, you were the, yeah. just bench pieces. <laughs> uh, outfield, Christian Yelich, George Springer, Kamako Conforto. Uh, and James, these guys are actually in my points league team. Look at you. <laughs> the, I actually kept those guys, Christian Yelich and Michael Conforto. And I'm a big fan of Joey Gallo, even though Sean thinks he struck out too much. I mean, he's has... paired with Mo- like with guys like Madrigal, who like can like counter his like really bad average. But like just getting like possible, like he could he could hit like 40 home runs and no one would bat an eye. You Sean. know, like it, it's just having him there is at utility. It's just free home runs. I mean, I'm seeing two issues here. Well, hold on, Sean. Sean, I just want to point out that you could tell James been listening to the podcast. I'm, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, pairing Madrigal with Gallo. I wonder where he picked that up from. I don't know, man. Uh, we literally talked about it yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. You're right on this podcast. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, one, I'm worried about stolen bases on your offense. Mm-hmm. I think Madrigal could be your best source of stolen bases. I don't see Yelich running. I definitely don't see Springer running. Obviously, we said what I said about Dylan Moore. And then the power. Like, yeah, Suarez is a probably bona fide 35 guy. Gallo's a 35 guy. Uh, 40 guy I, for Suarez. Yeah, I mean. But my, my outfield is, is projected at like 150 home runs alone. Yeah, it's. I'm, there's like so many boppers, but I could see one or two just kind of bleh. Like, Bogarts is projected by Fandrex for 33. I'm taking the under. Yelich, I'm taking the under of 37. Springer, I don't think will play enough to hit 35. Not anymore, no. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's he's only out to like April 1st ish. Like it's not too bad. It, that, but... That's what they always say about yeah, yeah. Springer. They're kind of tricky. Yeah, with the, he, with, he'll start rehabbing and then he'll he'll hurt his left leg that he's hurt like seven times. What is it again? An oblique injury? It, this yeah, wasn't oblique, yeah, but his uh, left leg. He's had two hamstring and one oh, quad no. already in the last like three or four years. But uh, the pitching's good. Oh, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe I'll get the stolen bases from Tavares. Is going to be filling in for Springer. <laughs> yeah, so that's ha, your answer, ha, Sean. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, James. At the very least, you'll be beating Matthew Whelan. So uh, Matthew <laughs> uh, Tom Murphy. We talked about Christian Walker. We talked about uh, two stolen base nets. Okay, Dylan Moore, Kyle Seager. So okay, so some. Some decent bench guys. I'm not sure if I'm in love, but I love your prospects, by the way. Uh, I'm actually thank jealous you, that you, you got Coolio Rodriguez. I actually, did you copy my team from my points? I had, <laughs> no, I had him from last year. Rodriguez, I, I, yeah. I picked him up last year. This, this is basically my, my hitting lineup almost. Okay, <laughs> now we can go to the pitchers. Max Free, Dustin May, Aaron Nola. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about Dustin May, but in this format, I'm okay with it. Yeah, so, May is yeah. probably going to wind up moving for me. The only reason why he's there right now is because I was uh, moving Syndergaard like, uh, to the IL, and I just yeah. like threw the first person I saw in there. I'm going to start looking at this more when like the season is getting ready to start. But Okay. Just... Uh, closers are a little bit uh, iffy for me. I'm not a big fan of Greg Holland. I forget the projections. Those, those are wrong by fan tricks. But yeah. still, uh, there's uh, Sean, we talk about the Royals all the time. They have a lot of uh, uh, guys that if in case – For Greg all Holland we know, alters, like you said earlier, they, they won't use Stone. I'll scream at the ceiling. They'll use Greg Holland for nostalgic sake. Uh, Mark I mean, Melanson will pick up like 20 saves by the time Drew Pomeranz comes back. If Greg I'll Collins- be talking about how wrong I was, which never happens. And then Iglesias will have good saves and I'll be mad. 
Greg Holland uh, at two point one zero strikeout per walk. I would start looking for yeah. replacements right now if I were yeah. You. My my problem was I didn't really pay much attention. I always felt that a relief pitcher always they it always went a little bit later. And but I looked up and it they were all gone. Oh, the like, I got Iglesias yeah. oh, right here it was, it was for for joining us for so long. I will find you a relief pitcher. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, Chris Paddock, Zach, please. Like, I, I, you got nice stuff at your starting rotation. Dallas Keiko, you're the veteran presence. Sean Manea, they're basically identical. These guys are Sean mm-hmm. Manea and Justice Sheffield, I guess. They're all left handed. You got nothing but left handers. Zach Britton's about to be on your aisle <laughs> slot. And if all else fails, you got Matt Manning and Grayson Rodriguez, who may get called up, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, one day. And that's not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. But anyway, we, we can't do that for all the teams because otherwise we'll be here all night. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, go Sean. You got add Jake McGee. Drop, oh, I can't believe Jake. Drop Greg old. Holland, add Jake McGee. No, wait, hold on. Don't do that just yet because Greg Holland is. is no, shut closer. up, Felipe. Uh, James, do not listen to him. Before you sign <laughs> off this podcast, I swear, go put Jake Let me McGee put on your Britain roster. In my IL first. <laughs> I tried to I sell to Felipe on that. He said no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got to wait. Otherwise, we got to do it for all the teams. And I'm, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. Um, no, you know what you should do, James? You should drop, um, shit. Who do you drop? I mean, you could pick up Daniel Bard, but that's a Rockies relief oh, pitcher. That's a risky I like the Jake game. Mc- no, I like the Jake McGee uh, suggestion. I just don't think you drop Greg Holland just yet. Cause he's uh, uh, for what no, it's what, worth. In what universe do you actually, he wants Jake McGee. <laughs> don't let him fool you. This is pure manipulation. No, 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 no. He's not, he's nice enough to be on the show. You know, I, I don't go that way. I tell people <laughs> I share, I just share my goddamn script. You can go your own way, <laughs> but uh, no, maybe drop direct and profile. I don't know. But uh, anyway, that's, that's a good place to stop right there. Sean, James, um, Go ahead and plug your Twitch channel one more time for us, please. Oh, yes, 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 yes. One sec. I'll type it into the comment section. No, no, don't type it in. You got to say it for the oh, people all right, who are listening all right, to audio go, only. You, go, you can just go in your browser, just uh, twitch.tv slash sly, S-L-Y, underscore, underscore, S-S-B. There we go. And uh, what's the next? Uh, when's the next time you're going to be on, on on the Twitch channel there? Uh, actually, tomorrow my Overwatch team has a game. I will be online starting around uh, hopefully 2.30, starting our practice. And uh, I will be online until practice. about 7. We you, talking about practice? Tell me <laughs> something. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a captain of an eSports of hey, our Overwatch there team we go. and there our we go. Smash team. Uh, James, so, I got to ask you. I'm, I'm not very good at video games. I, I haven't. I still play with my GameCube, damn it. But I got to ask. Did you do you do you end up picking Mercy? No. And I'm hope oh god. Okay. Is that the right <laughs> reference though? Yeah, yeah, it's Overwatch okay. is Mercy. Yeah. Hey, all right. That's Felipe trying no. to be hip. Okay. No, mer- mer- mercy means her. <laughs> Don't meme. throw out your hip while trying to be hip, Felipe. Well, okay, I, you know what, James? I could tell that you do not want to be support. So that's pretty cool of you. Um, so that's James. Sean, uh, any last words from you before we let you go? It is finished. In the in the in the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the baseball league life draft recap of 2021 is finished. Yeah, that's back to back to back nights, uh, uh, days of doing podcasts just to keep up and keep, uh, you know, do this uh, formalities of doing our, our draft recaps because I feel like it's important, not just for us selfishly, but also for the for the baseball group, the baseball life Facebook group. I think we owe it to them to at least give an insight as to how, how these guys, um, fellow members are doing on these leagues. And I'm, we're already getting some, some, what do you call it? Some support and some uh, uh, enthusiasm. Like, Hey, I want to be in this league. If you find out we, I, 
my list went from like three or four people on the waiting list. This it keeps year, us going. Well, this year for this this year alone, I, it's now up to like twenty. Just because everybody's, we keep talking about it. And I'm like, hey, what's this league about? Well, hopefully by doing this, you get a better look at what this league's all about and the rivalries and the inside jokes that happen. So uh, thank you for watching. Uh, be sure to check out all the other podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out all the other episodes because we worked so hard on them. For Sean, James, I am Felipe. We will see you Sunday.